All right, on today's patch notes by Gaming Access Weekly, we missed you guys. You have no idea. Uh, life has been a trip lately, everybody. Um, we're we're gonna catch up. We're gonna talk about all that. But uh, after that, we are also going to talk Amazon and Tomb Raider, God of War Ragnarok, the Game Awards and uh, crown some of our favorite games and moments in games of the year. Without further ado, some music. All right, welcome back. Hello, if you are Hello. new. Hi. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, this is the part where we talk about life and we vent about things and I would just like to say that I have a four-year-old who napped for two hours today, and he hasn't napped for me consistently in like six damn months. <sighs> that sounds like Jeez. me. <laughs> I, I'm not a four-year-old, but I also have not napped in a long time. But yeah, uh, unless man. you count on the yeah. <laughs> I'm completely incapable of taking naps unless I'm like commuting. That's it. That's the only time I can take naps. I can. I, I take a nap in the day. I get grouchy. See, <laughs> like I, I learned in college that I couldn't take naps because naps meant that I would uh, screw up my sleep schedule one, and then two, I would miss class because I would just keep sleeping. So, um, yeah. When I was in school the first time, getting my first degree, like there would be times where I would take a nap, and then I would wake up, and my brain would be like, "What?" the hell year is this what, <laughs> where am i <laughs> you've been at a time warp but yeah so like, honestly I kill for one of those naps again i do miss napping i feel like when i used to commute downtown i would consider fast travel i just close my eyes wake up and i'm there <laughs> right that, that's, <laughs> that's the mind except of a once except once i ended up on the other side of the city and i was like oh, no. class by an hour and a half so <laughs> Uh, not responsibly <laughs> it's it's fast travel you can't control <laughs> no. like, i can oh well here we go oh, wouldn't that be an insane like fast travel thing is like all right well just like imagine playing skyrim and being like all right instead of being able to select your destination you're just like i guess all like the napping thing and it just like ends up somewhere else <laughs> Or like there's some sort of mini game like during the fast travel sequence and then you fail it and then you just don't know where you are. <laughs> oh, oh the mini game would be trying to not fall asleep and your head falls on a random stranger's shoulder because that's also happened to me. Jeez, no, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah I, I was one of those people and I hate myself being, for it. Being the stranger when someone like when you're on a plane and someone falls asleep and they like nod over and on your shoulder, you're just like, what do I do? I don't I don't know what what's the social Boy, etiquette here? What what do I do? Like to push. Uh, you just really softly whisper in the ear, please, please. No, please. Get I don't off think me. you understand please the, the amounts of social anxiety. I don't like. I will not be whispering something like, please get off into someone's ear. <laughs> just just putting that out there. All my social anxiety these days is from taking my child into Target. And let me tell you, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Thank oh God for drive up. Oh, oh boy, what's going to happen this is time? Is it the screams? 
It's just a roguelite. Yeah, it's just the it's the not knowing. So it's just like, you know what? I'm going to grab the app and just buy things online and drive there. Of course, I'm not driving right now because, you know, it's a winter hellscape up here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How many feet? Of... 17 inches of snow. Jesus Christ. And, and y'all. We're headed. A bomb cyclone is headed this way. What? That's explained. I don't know what that. Though I don't. I don't know the, the that combination of words, but all it, it makes me imagine is like a Sharknado, but with bombs, and that is terrifying. Like what? What the hell is a bomb cyclone? What the? Why is, is that? A, it is a super like concentrated area of low pressure that's associated with a wintertime blizzard. So we're not only going to get more snow, uh, it's we're also headed straight into like a deep freeze with wind chills that are probably going to hit like negative 60. God, Ice Age, anyone live there? (laughs) Honestly, at this point, I'm kind of used to it because we had like two bomb cyclone events last year. Um, Not to mention we had a snow squall in like March. Think like boards at this point. <laughs> I, I can't compute. Well, I mean, Chulak, you're from Florida, so it's like a squall that you get like before a hurricane. But just think snow oh, and C eight. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Is he like, just, like just, a dark and moody boy? Snow. I think. <laughs> I think it was like bad emo day or something like that, or emo or something. <sighs> But yeah. I, still, yeah. I still can't believe you have 17 inches of snow and here I am up in Canada and there's not a bit of snow on the ground at all. I know I watch um, a streamer who's from California and she did an IRL stream outdoors the other day and I was like, wow, grass is green. <laughs> oh my God. See, uh, I'm see, just frozen um, hearing those stories. <laughs> see uh we're about to get some uh, pretty good winter weather this week and uh i'm just hoping that uh the texas power grid you know doesn't have any issues this year and it'll be fine 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 it'll be this fine we fine. won't go without power for I a mean, few weeks no it, it'll be fine shut up i i hear yeah. that it's nope. a good time <sighs> to go to cancun at that point yeah and yeah but, yeah totally you know, don't leave your dog at home yeah too bad I don't have any daughters to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, how long has it been since we? What it's was been it like September? Too it was fucking long, and y'all, I have to take the blame for that absence. My semester at school has just been fucking insane, and oh, that's I'm fine. so I happy I only have it's... one left. Oh yeah, it's totally Hell understandable. Yeah. And it's not just you. I feel like everyone here at one point is like, uh, I can't do this week because of insert reason. Yeah, I've had like yeah, at least three myself. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, this uh, this whole like the fall of 2022 just kicked off in such a fast like fashion for everyone. And yeah, I think everybody and, is feeling kind of burned out from this year. No, oh, I the, can't wait time. for January 1st. Oh my god, I can't I wait. When flying, it's just ridiculous. Just this year, it was slow at the beginning, and at the end, it's like, wait, what? See, yeah, and then it's definitely. also like, it's not fast enough, because it's like, please be over. Not only two weeks. No, so, wait, less than two weeks. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, two weeks, I mean, almost two weeks exactly. Um, so, like, God, what did it, what, what was it? It was the end of September, right? So, I'm trying to think, like, what I did, like, any significant part of life. Uh, I, I got COVID Thanksgiving week, you know, after avoiding it for three years. So, mm. that wasn't fun. Uh, talking about naps, yeah, uh, I learned uh, the more like fever breaking naps. Like for the whole week, I was out, but uh, I got to play some, you know, more Destiny and stuff, and and yeah. that was that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finish up, you know, stuff on that. So that was you know for the the end of the the season. So that was uh that was fun. It wasn't fun, but you know, um. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's, but you had that Fauci ouchie. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So vaccines, maybe I twice, I boosted and vaxxed and God, I can't imagine if I didn't have that. It's, it uh, sucks. It, it, really it was, sucks. it sucked. It, it was bad. Like the whole week I was just exhausted and multiple times having, you know, feverish, like, you know, the whole breaking fevers and stuff and just downing as much uh, acetaminophen as I, you know, was, was allowed. As your liver could handle. <laughs> yeah, basically just that and uh, flu, uh, what was it? Theraflu and everything else. And just, oof, thank God that passed. But yeah, anyways, oh. what's uh... a. <laughs> yeah, the second week of December. Cool. I got hit of... hard. <laughs> you got the, you got the COVID, right? But the I didn't get part, COVID, thank God. <laughs> the, the curious part of it, though, when I got it, I I spent almost two months without uh, smelling anything. It was just the weirdest thing. And oh, I have geez. two kids. Terrible. Which I change diapers. In part oh, of so it, it must have been a dream then. In part of it, I'm kind of <laughs> grateful for it, though. Right. Yeah, luckily I didn't lose uh, tints of tints. Yeah, uh, what's it called? Oh my God, sense. That's the word uh, of taste or smell, but I uh, lost brain function apparently. I fucking... Oh no, I didn't, no, I didn't I lose taste. Feel that. Thank God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like knock on all wooden furniture because I still haven't gotten COVID and I'm gonna it. still keep it that way. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I went back to as soon as that happened because I'm pretty sure I got it from a, a, a grocery store going there on monday i woke up the next day, i was like man i feel like shit and then it was like spent half a day at work left went home took a rapid test came back positive i was like i am locking myself down and from now on any public place it's a mask again i don't care i am so just over this so whoever some sicky sick sickerson was you know going around being like i'm fine to go out in public no they were not yeah Ooh. It's stressful. Too many of those people up here in North Dakota. Yeah. Too many of those yep. people everywhere, to be honest. Everywhere, with you. yeah. Yeah, I just don't get to but, go um... anywhere ever. All right. Oh. I'm going to stop like crying about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I pretty much just, you know, played Destiny and a little bit of Warframe and. I'm trying to think of anything else I did. That's about all the brain capacity I had at the time. Um, haven't really played much else in the meantime. Um, I don't think. What else have I? No, 
haven't had put added a lot more to my uh my backlog but that's about it <laughs> oh um, the backlog yeah 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 i feel Anywho. like a backlog at this point is just a problem for future generations to take care of because there's so many of these <laughs> games i will not finish right when will i pass this on like can i gift my account to somebody when i die <laughs> it's it's our like, kids there's so, so much here destiny. to do me on my deathbed is going to be like will will finish it for you me. need to finish Please. you know god of war 14 or horizon southlands <laughs> <laughs> you need to do it and come to my gravestone and tell me how it ended You'll just be able to download your consciousness into a, uh, you know, into a avatar that you can play with. That's terrifying, but kind of cool, because if that existed, I would even hesitate being like, okay, I'm done for Put me in Skyrim. See ya. Hold on. Would that be you or would that be just a copy of you? Okay. You know what? This is like the whole. Has Has a. Has anybody? Uh, I don't. I know this is a like a, a conundrum or like some philosophical problem from other things. But has anybody read or watched Invincible? No, I have Invincible. not. Which okay, the animated well, series? Yeah, the animated, the animated series. Oh, I okay. love the show. Yeah. Um, okay. The one so with the, the clones. Uh, the yeah. The so the clones in Invincible. This is slight. I don't know if they're really spoilers, but the clones are always arguing amongst each other about who's the real one. And uh, it comes, they come to be like, yeah, it's better off that we don't know who's the real one because it doesn't, because then it makes the, uh, you know, the whole idea of, well, I'm the real one. No, I'm the real one. If you know you're the real one, then it's like, oh shit. Like, it's better not to know. It, that's, those are the, ba- the, the bad guys, the mutants, the big, the big guys. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember. Well, that. like the they're in like the first episode, but anyways, uh, same same kind of concept is that av- that consciousness is you or not. Hey, let's put it in destiny terms. Uh, uh, you know who Banshee really is, right? Mm-hmm. So, is it real? Is that really him? Even though he's been reset so many times, or is like the consciousness that's down in you know the bottom of Braytech actually him? I don't, I don't, I don't think so because the thing is, when it comes to exos, they end up every time they refresh they end up erasing some part of the memories if not all of them right so if you erase your experience and your memories and is it really you or is it another version of you uh, and that's a like the whole kind of crazy thing about exos anyways is is their memory truly gone like just like how guardians when they're reborn don't have any memory of who they their past life but those memories are there somewhere, like I guess locked away. They can be reopened. They can. So, I think Anna Bray did um, the the wait oh, wait no she wasn't a guardian. Well, no, it was a um uh oh not uh what's her name um the the witch queen Savathun uh Savathun gave crow gave gave uh, crow his memories back. Yeah. Okay, guys. Spoiler hey, guys. Alert. Welcome to the Destiny Lorecast. Uh, uh, welcome to the Destiny Lorecast. It, you know, spoiler alert: you can't even access that season anymore. So I, you can't. Like, is it a spoiler if you can't even get to it? Like, I mean, it could be considered like, a spoiler. Um, did but, you guys I mean, see it's that? From, 
Oh. It's from a previous uh, thing, though. Like he's not even. Uh, what what uh, that was uh, from last year? Yeah, I think, I think or maybe I, the year I, before. The point is the embargo is gone. Yeah, embargo is is over a year old. It's it's fine. <laughs> Destiny, <laughs> or should I say, Bungie? Bungie is actually <laughs> hiring an intern to be like. The lore master compiling yeah. all of like yeah. lore and stuff. Okay, I was, I was... Do it. You're 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 in school. Yeah. Do it, and once you're in, hook me up and get me in. Right, and get me in too. <laughs> right, I uh, Liana, Liana, if you're listening. <laughs> right, I uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, same same kind of deal. But anyways, that uh, what else did people do during this two month break? You know that funny enough that you said that we talk about Destiny. I haven't touched Destiny in about a, a few months because uh, I've I've been coming back. What was it? Um, I've been catching up on some Legend of Zelda and some other Nintendo games. And as soon as some other Nintendo games, yes. Let's <laughs> what what are you really playing? What, no. what <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> games? Before November eighteenth, the marvelous day of November eighteenth. Uh, I've been doing some uh, catching up with some Legend of Zelda, doing the the sixty four versions on the Nintendo Switch, and doing Switch Sports. Cool. I hooked on that one, but then at uh, the eighteenth of November, I have not stopped whatsoever playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And between both games, I already have over two hundred hours. Jesus you couldn't, Christ. You couldn't stop you know? because if you did, the game might wipe your save because of all the bugs and stuff. Yeah. Or you it know? could crash like multiple times. You know what? I haven't seen the I haven't experienced the wipe. Thank God, because I actually have some nice shinies that I really like. But the have bug... you experienced the switch blue screen? Oh, my no. God. Apparently switch is... <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, apparently the switch can blue screen. Or uh, the equivalent of it. I haven't seen it myself, but that's what I've heard. And it's like, oh, I've never heard I didn't know that, that was possible. Yeah. yeah, neither did I. I've been like cradling my Switch, be like, sports story. Sports story. Yeah. Sports it's story. It's just, it's the, the crash when it just shuts down. Um, the, yeah. The game, I love. And if, if you guys want to, you guys listening, you guys want to see a little bit more before you play, you haven't played it, you can check out my review on Gaming Access Weekly. Just shameless. It will, will be linked in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the bugs that I've experienced a lot would be, it, it has crashed a few times, not as many as, as other people, but it's crashed a few times. And uh, it's, it's, the the N, uh, the NPCs they tend to flicker a lot and and there's a there's a lot to fix. It's not a game breaking thing. It it does hamper the experience as much as I love the game. It does hamper the uh, some of it, not all of it. For those who are true Pokemon fans and and love to experience something new with the old, this this game is still so amazing in in many many other ways. Yeah, that's what I think the general consensus is, is that despite all the graphical issues, it is still one of the best Pokemon games released. Like, it's just extremely good from a gameplay perspective, like everything else. It's just so, it's so, when you have things like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 that exist and other 
games look so like can look amazing on the switch why does pokemon not get that same treatment like yeah it feels it just it like it it stinks because there's really yeah and it it stinks because there's there's no real incentive especially since pokemon is such a great global seller like the only other thing that i mean the you know say vote with your wallets but i mean the vote is there and people fucking love pokemon and it's of course and when it gets killing sales yeah it's i think they what is it the most uh oh profitable like franchise or something of all time or something like that Mm -hmm. i can't remember it's something that is you know in that category of just bonkers types of numbers that it does that but uh yeah i just i wish like it does it does show the age of the switch hardware but it's kind of a misnomer because there are other great games that come out on the switch and look way better i mean i think i think the the magnitude of this game because you can you can tell the it, it's you you can definitely compare it to breath of the wild uh in in scope the thing is that and and many people are talking about this is that the the switch itself the console needs an upgrade like yeah like already yeah badly yeah and, 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 it's and, that's and this is why absolutely Yes and no, because Xenoblade Chronicle 3's scope and scale is massive. They've also ported games like The Witcher 3 and Sky, which are all respectively massive games. I think the point here is that Pokemon is one of the biggest IP, or if not one of the biggest gaming IPs on Earth, and it really did not get the love and care it deserved in terms of the visual and performance department. Like, I'm sure the game's great, but like when I'm looking at comparison shots between a new Pokemon that came out this year and Xenoblade, which came out a couple of months before that. <sighs> Come on. It's, it's, yeah, the Switch is dated, but it's still pulling out some impressive visual games. Even Breath of the Wild is five yeah. years old now. It still looks fantastic. I mean, I, yeah. I, I want to understand is... why. why. Why specifically then this game goes through that hardship? Because I'm, I'm not a, dev- I, I don't understand the background of developing a game or, or doing the graphics because I've never done it. It's it's a beautiful art for every, anybody that does that in video games, but um, I, I would like to know a little bit more why that's happening instead of just getting patches. It's like, well, this is happening because this, this wh- whatever it is, I want to understand the, the their side of the story. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, when I look at um, you know having both Legends Arceus and Scarlet Violet come out this year, it's I don't. I don't want to say they. I mean, because they're not going to cannibalize each other. They're, they're, you know, being so far apart. But you could just tell from the performance of Arceus that, I mean, even that was like oof. Like some of the the draw distance was like you know five feet, and you know, like we said, that switch. It, we can't blame it all on switch hardware when it's like there's obviously some kind of graphical issues that we're running into that they're not accounting for or maybe it's like some form of crunch or you know we don't have the full story but there's obviously a story there somewhere where they're told to focus on something else other than that graphical fidelity Mm -hmm. that other people I, i mean the standard is set elsewhere especially when it's you're looking on the switch like there's plenty of games that i mean like you know 
that have been breathtaking. I mean, there were games on the Wii U that are breathtaking. And like Wind Waker, I know it's more just art style, but all the way back on GameCube look can look better in some cases in it. And it's like, what is what where do we draw the the kind of line there? Like and how do we encourage Nintendo to to really make it better? But Man, you know, Oblivion from 360 looks better than this game. <laughs> no, no, slow down, slow your it roll does. there, because I want to. No, I want to induce introduce you to a concept called Bloom. And my God, <laughs> if if you don't load that up with like no other mods on it, and it is just like this game literally is mud. Like it is. Oh my God, that mud! That game is so muddy. Oh. Uh, like it is, I love Oblivion. It's it might be my favorite Elder Scrolls, but it is not aged well. It definitely needs like some sort of like new patch upgrade thing because it is, oof, oof. Yeah, no, my husband so. actually just recently fired up Oblivion, and uh, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I cast, usually just cast Oblivion one... too. So it looks pretty good. <laughs> So cast one spell in that, and it's just like my screen is white. Like my screen, oh, yeah. just try <laughs> like true. look at the sun, and it's just like where is the sun? I don't know. It's just some global light source just in the middle of the map. It's it's absurd. Uh, There's a lot oh, of games man. that are amazing. <laughs> I but doubt they it. Have an H well for for yeah little console. You know yeah. what you actually reminded me of, and and you know I I want to like say like I'm not trying to. D- take away anything from scarlet and violet like it's like we said like you said to it's 200 hours across the games already and that is the case everybody i talk to that plays pokemon every you know whenever ever a new one comes out it's the same thing like they cannot stop playing the game despite it uh the issues that they all have it's, it's fun which it's, isn't a testament yeah it, it it is fun it makes i think this is the the pokemon game where shining hunting is actually worth it it's not such a hassle and and comparing to legend arceus and and people don't don't talk about this too much but i, I put a lot of hours in arceus and um some of those glitches that you see in the npc how they move the the, the discrepancy you still see them in arceus after a few feet yep. of distance you can see them there also well, and it's an it's an old um, dev technique, from what I understand, is like whenever you see frame rate dips in the background and stuff, that's just because you don't need as clear detail until you're right up on it, you know. So you can render things at less detail the further away they are. Um, just like in real life, where you know the far up distance looks kind of blurry, unless you're somehow an eagle and and talking with. Anyways. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, so I'm just going to kill that bit in the middle. Um, I was going to say, but... let's uh, let's hear from Robin. What have you? <laughs> well, I, Robin, before you get there, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but Chulak uh, actually reminded me of something I wanted to talk about because I, before uh, everything, I uh, played through all of uh, God of War 2018 and for the first time, never played it before. And finally got it uh, my PS4 this year and played through it. And that was something I also did in the meantime over break. I don't think I talked about that before. Did I? 
I don't think so. I don't think no. when I, I was <laughs> so talking about uh, games aging fairly well, but there are some um, since I'm playing on PS4 Slim, it was a, uh, you know, kind of I don't know if it was locked to 30 frames, but it was probably one of the first times I've ever felt like being a frame rate snob and be like, oh, I got to get back into this. But uh, played through that whole game and it um, I'm having I had an issue where it was hard for me to separate out everything that that game has influenced in the last four years because playing through it i was like try you know uh having the weight of all of its uh game of the year expectations like that everybody gave it and like how good it is knowing that in the back of my head while playing through it was kind of like you know it was tough to to keep that aside and keep that like as its own thing and not yeah. let it influence the way i was experiencing the game is but uh no phenomenal uh, awesome game great I, you know, I had a lot of fun with it which then i went straight into playing ragnarok um after that and i got some issues with uh, uh with ragnarok not like not yeah. anything bad or anything but i know if we want to talk save about it, that Oscar. now or if you wanted to save it okay okay i got gotcha. you <laughs> but anyways sorry i didn't mean to come back to that i completely forgot uh about that uh that i did that so and now Anyways. we also learned that Nick doesn't read the show outlines that I post in Discord. <laughs> I I did, but but see, but see the roundtable and my week, it kind of blended with it. So you know what? Um, nah. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Another my aside. Um, yeah, I swear I'm done now. Unless somebody reminds me of something later. <laughs> all right Wait. robin what have you been up to oh god we haven't done this since september right i'm trying yeah. to think okay um played a bunch of games um what games did i play don't fully remember because honestly half the time it's either final fantasy 14 or lately i've just been playing warzone a lot but i did finish somerville which was a great yet flawed game plague tale requiem which was just freaking amazing um, I'm in the middle of playing Forbidden West, which has been great, and Ragnarok, which uh, I'll talk more about later. Uh, what Yay, else? Forbidden West. Forbidden. Oh, I have so much good things to say about Forbidden West, which is I'm going to actually talk about during the God of War part, which is you'll see why I make those connections. Uh, what else have I been working on? Um, just work, honestly. I got promoted wow. back yeah. in October, which was nice. Um... Yeah, yeah, I remember. Three, three cheers uh, for promotion! Yeah, yeah, I remember saying congrats in Discord uh, when it happened. But still, this is the first public time, and we can acknowledge it. So, yay! <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we got a cat, a new cat. His name is Calcifer. He's adorable. Calcifer. Yes, if anyone is wondering, that is a Howl's Moving Castle reference. You, you need to. You need to have called it Spigatito. And paint it green. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, and then lately, honestly, it's been like preparing for Christmas, preparing for the holidays because Jesus Christ, I need a break and a vacation. I need to catch up on games. I need to catch up on sleep. Remember sleep, everyone? Yeah, I, no. don't. I don't know what that is. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah. otherwise, yeah, that's about it for me, to be honest. Just uh, a lot of work, a lot of Final Fantasy, and a cat. 
Yay. I actually just remembered something cats. else, but don't worry about and it. <laughs> and to wrap that up, I've been schooling, mothering, trying not to die in a deep freeze or, you know, the snow banks that are higher than my car. So, yeah. So for a group of people that has never met in real life, we sure can talk. <laughs> but you know what? We love it. Uh, let's see more music and then a dive into some news topics here from the last couple of weeks. All right. Welcome to segment number two. This is where we talk about some newsworthy stuff, although we kind of dived into that into the first segment because it's been like two months since we've done this and, you know, stuff. What's <laughs> happened in two months? Nothing. Oh, man. News, uh, news, news, news. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened, but in the, um, yeah, whatever the Any games the come out? Is. A lot. Well, yeah, a ton, but we are going to talk about the big one, Pokemon? specifically. We are going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I, thought, I thought we were going to talk about, like, oh, I, damn it, I had something lined up, but never mind. There was a joke there somewhere. Was it in the middle of Chris Judge's nine-minute acceptance speech at the Game Awards? No, don't say anything, because that's part of this segment. <laughs> I was about to start, so thank you for stopping me. <laughs> All right, so God of War Ragnarok. Uh, when I wrote this outline, I don't know if it's changed. Um, I'm a terrible host. I should have checked those numbers. <laughs> it was sitting at a 94 for reviewers on Metacritic and a 7.9 for, you know, all of us plebs out there. But there were a crap ton of trolls there. And I guess... <clears throat> Nick brought this up in the first segment about um, being influenced by reviews and trying not to keep that in your head as you were playing. But I have to say, I played Ragnarok. I'm actually working on a piece that's related for Gaming Access Weekly right now. But y'all, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't get the perfect 10 hype. There, I said it. You're not the only one. I've heard yeah. a lot of people yeah. have been underwhelmed so, versus the first one. So I, I, I have, uh, sorry, Nick. After you, I just I have so much to okay. say. <laughs> so um, I am probably I'm a, I think I'm like six or eight hours in. I can't remember which. Um, it is that the first section is a drag. Mm -hmm. like it's not and it, it doesn't mean that it's bad or anything it's just it takes a while to get going again um i mean you pick up right at the end of the you know the last one even though it's like two years later whatever and somehow atreus has aged like five years which <laughs> hey um puberty. And, puberty. yeah yeah it hits it hits some people like a freight train. That dude, that kid was like up to Chris Judge's knees the last time we saw him, and now he's like almost as tall as him. Right. But <laughs> but uh anyways, like and it's it's not to say like the you know gameplay is battery. It's the same gameplay we had before. It's tight, it's great, feels awesome recalling the axe, like messing with the chains. But like 
I just and uh, I didn't want to attribute this to maybe it's because I played them back to back, but like I kind of just bounce off it. I go back to it every so often, you know, play a good amount, but um, it's I don't want to say it hasn't like captured me as much because I'm still enthralled by their depictions of like Norse mythology and everything going on with that. And uh, they're like the ways that they're taking it. And I absolutely love their depiction of Thor. Like it is, it, I love how giant they all are and just like how much of a absolute piece of shit Thor is. It's great. Like it's so <laughs> true to, to like the mythology and stuff. But um, honestly, my biggest issue with the game is uh, I think the game thinks that I'm an idiot and it constantly the game is constantly backseating you like to the point where it's like i just want some time to figure this puzzle out before i even see a puzzle and atreus or mamira is like hey look at that over there and i'm just like mother i can't <laughs> i don't like i don't even get a chance and it's just it screams like the like um santa sony santa monica is desperate for you not to get stuck on any part of the game like I did. And it's and it's like I don't want to say it's in like I, I get why it's there. I just wish there was an option to turn down their chatter only for that, like only for those solution things, because otherwise, like it's always had the back and forth and chatter and stuff. And that's great. That's what makes the characters likable because their dialogue is so well written. But when it's like two seconds stepping into a zone. And he's like, Hey, you think you freeze the water up there? I was like, I, fucking, I didn't even see there was water. Like what, what do you, what, what is it? There's no puzzle. Like there's no, it's just, it's like playing with the worst chat imaginable. Like if you're a broadcaster or anybody like playing with it, just wide open. And I, uh, I remember reading a thing or seeing someone talk about, there was a GDC talk that they gave a while back. And it was about, uh, signposting and guiding, uh, like, uh, you know, um, trying to guide the players through all the content. And they were using basically, like, you know, the worst form of player where they have no attention span, can't, like, guide, can't do anything without somebody telling them what to do. And it's just, man, don't do that. Like, there's a better way to subtly hint and subtly do this. And it's just, I don't know. That's one of my, probably my biggest gripe so far is that like it's infuriating when I'm like I just want to solve a puzzle, man. No, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There must have been some setting that I triggered because I don't feel like I had that issue as much as other people. There is a setting in accessibility where you can turn down how much it can assist you. But even when you turn it down to the lowest possible setting, it still feels a little overbearing. Either that or my brain just blocked it out because it felt like oh, such yeah. a slog. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> to tune out the noise, yeah. I just, oh man, it, it was, I tried, I looked for every option I could try and find and I couldn't find it. But hey, at least we can make Kratos make silly faces again. Yay! Yay. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. I do appreciate the amount of accessibility options they had in the game. Oh, like, absolutely. There was one where, like, it toned down, like, bright screen flashing. Yeah. And with, like, my old eyeballs here, I'm like, <sighs> holy shit, I didn't realize how much I needed this option in things. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, now, like I'm hypersensitive to brightness with uh, the eye condition I have. So like I definitely mess with some of this stuff in there. And also one of my favorite accessibility options, um, auto pickup, not yes. having to mash circle what everything in sight. That's great. Um, oh I my didn't God. know about that. I'm going to go turn that it on. Was, <laughs> the, uh, oh. the only one I didn't turn on uh, for that was like the auto like auto go down ledges because I did not want to just be running ahead and then all of a sudden jump a ledge that I couldn't get back from or something. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> you know, I um, but still game stellar, beautiful, absolutely awesome art direction. It just some of the intermittent gameplay has been frustrating, and that's more I guess on me. Like that's my preference, but I just. I don't want somebody telling me what to do. I guess that kind of speaks to the other games that I really enjoy, like where it's kind of obtuse. So, but uh, but otherwise, you know, I'm still playing through it. I'm gonna finish it. I will probably platinum it. I, you know, it's like I'll work through it. But um, I definitely and and a lot of the criticisms I've heard as well is that you know this was supposed to be a trilogy, and they decided to make it a duology. And that is very apparent, like two thirds of the way through. So, is the story yeah, shorter I... or longer? No, it, it I mean, feels it's longer. a long game. Yeah, and it's not. It... I feel like it's. Oh man, I don't know where to start with God of War because the frustrating thing is God of War twenty eighteen is one of my favorite God of Wars, or if not the most favorite God of War. So I've been extremely excited for Ragnarok, and it is a great game on paper it's got great character moments the soundtrack is incredible oh my gosh bear mccrary bear, yeah he oh, went off so like god tier literally god tier it's this perfect soundtrack and there are honestly some moments that are absolutely fantastic i'm only 13 hours in because i keep taking breaks in the span of like a week i think the last time i played was like a week ago literally because it is genuinely one of the most frustrating games I've played in a very long time. In a multitude of ways, including the backseat driving that the game does. You know what? I mean, the general, the general pacing of the game is not great at all. I, I haven't done this often, but I actually googled God of War Ragnarok walkthrough just to see where I am in the main story. So I know I'm like making some progress or I'm close to the middle or the end. So you, do you, you say uh, that, do, um, do you, I was doing that too. <laughs> do, do you say Robin that, um, 2018 God of War is your favorite. And, and you know what? I've, I've played a lot of uh, the older ones. I play all of them. And, and yeah, the thing is that brings out why I like that one over the old ones, which are good. It's just the the humanity and the the development cradles. It's just instead of just being a crazy killing machine uh, bound by vengeance, he struggles to be a good father, and he, he he you can see the temper he has and how he has yeah. to deal with his his yes. darkness, his monster to to not let his son go through the same thing. So um, I would be excited to yeah. finish the game which I, I'm trying to stream just to force force myself to finish the story. If not, I'm just going to keep playing Pokemon. And uh, <laughs> hopefully I'll get to play Ragnar Ragnarok soon. Yeah, it's, um yeah, 2018, definitely, I mean, the redemption of Kratos, like, yeah. as a absolute, because like you said before, 
he didn't his character arc was i'm angry like that was literally his character arc and, oh, I want and for them that you know yeah Aries! just everything is Aries, you know just um yeah just screaming about you know everything but also having like 30 different weapons to choose from so like to strip that all away and distill it down to like you know to make it an actual character moment um was awesome like 2018 is phenomenal for what it did to that franchise and resurrecting it it's excellent um, which is what makes Ragnarok so far kind of disappointing it's, to me. it's crazy like looking at like i was looking back at everything you know to to just as a, like a whole picture i was like dude god of war was like relegated to the psp status like it was a psp franchise at the end of it before 2018 like I know there was what Ascension came out on PS3. Maybe yeah. was three a PS3 yeah. game. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it was had a like, demo for The Last of Us with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. And then it, you know, every game after that was a Vita game or a PSP game, and man, yeah, to go from that now to the from they re-released the PSP games for the Vita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Vita. <laughs> this is. To go from that, what's a Vita? To go from that to <laughs> uh, um, to the premier Sony franchise, like yeah, yeah. Now, but um, twenty eighteen was a tr- but, one of the but best. It, but, but, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to say like, um, the the character arc continues. Like it still is that even more so because now like, uh, uh to like you said you you haven't uh, beaten twenty eighteen or you have? I haven't finished it. Okay, huh? So, forget some of the stuff that I've talked about. Um, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for you because there's some great moments in it. Yeah, I need to get but, on uh, that game. But yeah, quick. just yeah, it's it's not too long. It honestly, it's a lot. Um, it is I, a. I know the I'm, pacing in 2018 is great. I know I'm it's, more more than it's halfway incredible. There. I know that I'm ha- I'm I know. I'm a, a little over the halfway mark. That I know. It's Where? Just, what? What was the last thing you did? Do you remember? I, I died a few times against the Valkyrie. That's the last thing I did. Oh, I my geez, ass yeah. by uh, Didn't yeah. we all? <laughs> didn't we all? It's, it's, see, talking about this makes me miss the tight pacing of 2018. Because I swear, every time I play Ragnarok, I play for about two hours. And then I just tell myself, um, I'll see you in a week. In fact, I guess See, tomorrow. I guess tomorrow is my scheduled date with Ragnarok. <laughs> it's not one of those games I, I can play. Like God of War twenty eighteen was almost like a fever dream weekend where I finished the entire game in the span of like two three days. It's been almost three weeks with Ragnarok. Just now, the, yeah, the, and I'm. I've um. I get. I get. Um, Who's for, uh, the, the problem? The problem with Iraq and they got a war. Twenty eighteen is the same problem I have with any other open world game. I get distracted and I keep looking for stuff and I get oh oh wait what I need to help somebody okay let's do sh-. then four five six hours pass and um, I haven't done anything in the story. Oh my god. Oh my God. You, just, you just you just reminded me of another nitpick I have with Ragnarok because now your companions call that out and it's like really they're like where are you going like this is the oh, path yeah. it's like motherfucker you put a chest over here let me get it right like, it's like why did a shiny a tight 
focused narrative game just go by the wayside it's all right just, it's, it's, it's just, just shiny and like no, i but wanted it's like... i wanted there to be a sense of urgency in ragnarok because ragnarok is a you know world shattering event yeah, yeah i feel like oh, that's where to... yeah and that's uh, interlude with i'm not gonna name Wait, names yeah but yeah, yeah. Sure, look, you haven't played ragnarok and i want the one of my points i written down was i was gonna like just talk about this point but i can't but there's something that i've talked to amanda about where something happens or you do something multiple times which has been one of the mm. worst experience i've had in this game because every time i have to do this particular thing i'm I, pretty I, sure i can glean what you're talking about even though uh <laughs> i know um, you haven't talked to me about it, but I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. You hear the pain um, in my voice? I think you yeah. probably do know. Yeah. Because yeah. every it's time like... that happens, I want to claw my eyes out. Oh my god. Uh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Oh, this feels like I mean, therapy. That, that like can be a whole other segment, is you know, uh, why yeah. why narrative games like the Uncharted series have just gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the point of all well, this is? It, it's, it's not even amazing whole game is so amazing and, you know, and the it's, problem with that is yeah it, it, it's grabbing the attention of of tv and that's what gets me worried because now they they're talking about doing like a, a, a live action show and sometimes those those adaptations are just trash so i don't want them to do something trashy with god you know, or... well to be in honest, here's like oh, huh after you uh i was gonna say that like god of war ragnarok aside um i honestly i think if it was a trilogy it probably would have been tighter and better because uh they would have been able to split out and let moments breathe more and let things iterate but you know whoever made that call that's fine i understand it that's their vision and I still think it's a phenomenal game, like not taken away from it at all. It absolutely is, in my mind, at least from what I've played so far, a 9 out of 10. Like, that's that's where I would put it. But uh, we would, we'll would we see where that lies afterwards. But you're talking about, uh, Chulak, you're talking about, um, you know, it being live action speaks more to my issues with um, how a lot of Sony's first-party studio games are you just playing a movie you're playing characters and you're playing their story instead of uh and they are desperate for you to play the story that they want you to play not do anything else and uh same goes for like rockstar games especially like red dead redemption 2 you try and wander off during any part of any mission and you fail immediately it's just like no you can't do that listen to the story let us talk the story at you yeah player like, agency doesn't exist sometimes i feel with these games i and it's not to take away from what they're doing but it's like would these stories be better suited to series because it feels like that's really what they want and like you know when you're just oh i guess now we're walking with my companions from point a to point b while they talk about the story in the background now that i'm here let me kill something probably pick up an item or some other MacGuffin, and then we're going to talk more about the story from point a to point b and oh look here is our next shop let's upgrade our equipment which game was i talking about there like it it just it, sometimes it can feel very samey it's just a change of scenery change of setting like, yeah. do you want do you want to travel with your companions and talk about stuff in a fantasy setting, 
God of War. You want to talk about him in contemporary Indiana Jones setting? Uncharted. You want to talk about him in a zombie apocalypse setting? Last of Us. Like, and nobody mentions uh, the biker gang, whatever that was. I, I, what was it again? It's gone. Oh, that one. Yeah, sure. That one's, I, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I've heard really good things about it, but also the director is like not a good person, so yeah i don't know about that i just enjoy grabbing the bike and just ramming all over the zombies so they're not zombies they are they're, not zombies I'm sorry. they're freakers, freakers. I'm they so, are I'm called so. freakers they're called freakers okay. yeah. freakers yeah has anyone made the joke get freaker with them no, <laughs> no. Uh, absolutely they have. are you kidding me absolutely yeah i'm so sorry it's all falling games it's it's with the writing with in that game. Oh my god. I can see like a game pro from like 2007 with it just like a, <laughs> like a you know art style that just says get freaker with it, you know, just on the background like Metal Gear Solid style font that just says days gone. Oh boy. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. uh, but I, I, I agree with what you're saying though, like this template of heavy handed exposition while you're walking around doing a puzzle or pulling down a chain that takes forever to pull down and then doing the loop of fighting looting which a boss. which i mean you know i don't mind the arena style fighting like it's that's the that was the best part of god of war in the past in the past so you know like nobody played god of war for the exposition originally so like uh not not, not like the the old games, I mean, they played it for the action, you know, character action. And for moments, Aphrodite, so. they, they also played for Aphrodite. Was it God of War 2? Shut too? up. No. Oh, oh, no. Was it God of War 2? Uh, or what? Was it the first one or the second yeah, one? Yeah, it was, it was God of War 2. Yes, 2. Press X. And it was the I sisters. Oh, yes, shut up. Shut, stop it, please. <laughs> hey, remember when San Andreas came out and the whole hot coffee mod was a big stink oh my god <laughs> and then god of war was like never mind anyways hold my beer <laughs> yeah, hold, hold, yeah i was gonna say uh, i was gonna say hold my, well i was gonna say hold my mead but that's like a reference to the current god of war not the old one so it'll be like hold my what uh what does he wine? drink like the well like uh yeah the like spartan wine or whatever it's called cro cretian wine i the somebody will fix that if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Greek stuff. Cheese. Cheese? What? Oh, goat cheese or some shit. I don't know. What did, what did, what did they eat in Greece? Lamb? Um, like, it's Mediterranean, right? They eat lamb. Yeah, you know, I almost, they eat that, that a lot yeah, in my big fat Greek wedding. A, a gyro? I, I, what do they... Gyro. What, you, you know what uh, I... I don't say gyro. I'll get hungry. Yeah. Oh. If you would like to see us talk about food, uh, consider subscribing and uh, leave us a comment. <laughs> oh, my God. Food segment oh. in the future. Please. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Access Weekly Mukbang. <laughs> yes. Gaming food list. Oh. If you want it, tell us in the comments. Just ask for it. Let's do it. <laughs> So right. it's the garlic one quick, from Vampire one, Survivors. <laughs> one I feel like thing. Robin has something to say about God of War. <laughs> so one quick thing I'll say about God of War, the TV show specific that they have announced. As a TV show, I'm I'm betting it's probably gonna get probably gonna be a lot better paced in the game. And that's all from me because I have so much more to mm -hmm. say, but that's like a whole other segment. I can go on for hours. But I will what say was this. The, 
who is it? Who's it? It's was Amazon, right? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah. And then Corey is like gonna be super involved. Yeah, Corey and Barrow. I trust I trust Corey. Like I trust yeah. all of his this stuff. And, and again, it's not saying that it sounds like we're making out Ragnarok to be a bad game. It's not a bad game. It's one of the best games of the year. Like, absolutely. Yeah, I don't like think anybody line, would disagree. Yeah, the first paragraph of what I wrote is it's a technical marvel. You know, the environments are gorgeous. And, oh, yeah. you know, I wrote like six other things. And then I ended the paragraph, you know, so why don't I think it's a perfect 10? <laughs> yeah, that's... It's a, like you said, it's a technical marvel. The acting is incredible. Christopher Judge is just, he is Kratos. Oh, he is amazing. That his character in Stargate SG1 basically went through this damn storyline. Yes, it did. <laughs> okay. yes, it did. <laughs> also, just fun fact I've met Christopher Judge and he's very cool in person. That's but awesome. anyway, I wouldn't doubt it. They talk to so you for cool. nine minutes. Um, actually, yeah, about 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <It's an interview. laughs> so, uh, the Ragnarok has so much going for it, but it just feels like I'm a tourist in this world than actually experiencing yep. the world. Yes. And, and like, after playing something like Elden Ring, where I was actually part of that world, it's kind of hard to go back to something like this. You know? Like, for me, it was Forbidden West. Like, oh, so good. Oh, oh my like, God. Just I so, kept okay. wanting to go back and like so, I'm in new game plus right now. And oh, damn. Um, because I mean, a gorilla added that. I can't even remember when, but I was just like, ah, new game plus. I must get more loot. And they added more loot to new game plus. So, yay. But that's <laughs> another thing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just it's a world that I wanted to keep going back to. And yes. like, I'm part Norwegian and I don't give a shit about most of Ragnarok's world. It, other than you the just fact became, that it's beautiful. <laughs> you just became so Midwestern in one phrase there. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I had to call it out. But honestly, I agree. Like <sighs> the first horizon, I wasn't the, biggest fan of i thought it was fine but forbidden west is such a leap in every single category characterization dialogue the world the gameplay everything it was a jump and i love the game actually i'm actually excited to finish ragnarok so i can go back to forbidden west and there's dlc awesome. i'm talking about that later but <laughs> oh, yeah. so it stands to reason that it would win some awards this year right guys I, oh we're right. not talking mm. about that right guys we started oh right I know, right, wait, I know what happened this year. Why, why wouldn't it win awards this year? <laughs> this better be a transition. Otherwise, I'm going to flip right now and start talking about it. You know what? <sighs> we'll do the Game Awards now, and then we'll do uh, Amazon and Tomb Raider after. So, uh, segue, Game Awards. Uh, yeah. Jeff Keighley was there and stuff. And, <laughs> wow, I'm not prepared for this tonight, y'all. <laughs> Jeff uh, Keighley was there at his own awards. Surprise. <laughs> Wait, was he? <laughs> I just... Mm, Jeff Keighley was wearing the whitest sneakers known to Oh, men. his kicks were on point. And oh, yeah. it kind of annoyed me how white they were. It was just oh. like, they were like practically glowing on my TV. But... <laughs> Yeah. So the game what's everybody's Let's like go, folks? What's, so what's everybody's uh like 
impressions like uh just straight like uh of it um like just overall is like pacing and show and length and stuff it was 45 minutes too long yes i agree with that and nine of those minutes can be attributed to one person <laughs> yeah, l- listen um overall like as a whole i think this was his best show yet he jeff does such a good job of listening and curating and taking stuff down like he even said like this is the shortest show they've done even though it went it did go kind of long um but it still i think was the best pace show in terms of announcements and awards i do wish they had they could let more people um you know give speeches because it is an award show first and foremost even though like we have all the announcements and stuff that's what people tune in for but um you know, when one person <laughs> decides to do a nine minute speech. Also, the token celebrity appearances, we don't need that. Like, it's yeah. the game awards. Yeah. Like, we don't need that. When it's, Al Pacino yeah, like, showed up. Yeah, yeah. Like, Al Pacino, everybody, you could hear everybody go, What? Why? And it's Al Michael Madsen showing up, too. It, and it's like, Al Pacino. Yeah, but what? It's yeah, cool. But what it's cool. It's. Come on, Al Pacino. <laughs> If they start doing this, I want oh, to say yeah. Hideo Kojima. I want to say Hideo Kojima at the Oscars now, doing something because oh my what, god, you know he would. He oh. totally would, hundred percent. But it's just, it's just, it felt kind of jarring. It was cool to see Al Pacino yeah. on stage, but it's like, okay, can we talk yeah. about the the developers, the community managers, the people who work on these games? Why can't they yeah. have that spotlight instead? Because there were some moments where i know we're talking about the pacing of the show but they really just went okay here are the nominees this person wins here are the more nominees this person yeah. wins." and I, uh, I remember jeff talking about um that they try to rotate the awards every year or something like that like they're trying to you know have one year have like these ones like uh who what was it uh for uh bayonetta 3 winning was it action game right um and that having a award and acceptance speech while action adventure won, um god of war wins and doesn't get a an award and acceptance speech so like it seemed it just seemed kind of um yeah like scattered the ones that got to have speeches and the ones that didn't yeah but um no like, I, overall I, I really enjoyed the show. I you know the hype moments were there, especially the announcements. Like the announcements were so on point and Oh god, there were at uh, least four different announcements. Let's like, uh, give me, give me. you want to <laughs> you want to go through like uh what's everybody's favorite announcement? We'll start with you, Nick. All right. Uh I had a I have I have two. Well then share two. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, one was expected. One was Armored Core. Like, we expected to see something about Armored Core. I, at least I was expecting it to come here because Keeley has been so, like, you know, with stuff about Elden Ring beforehand. He was so tied in with them. And uh, I wasn't expecting to see it get a date of 2023. I don't think that that's going to be possible, but it might be. Armored Core has never been a giant game, you know, to the level of, like, the the um, the Souls games or any of those. It's, you know, mission-based structure and everything. I like how they also came out and clarified, like, no, this is not a Souls game. It is an Armored Core game. I'm like, okay, good. I don't think people are, understand what they're going to get into with that. But still seeing it and getting the confirmation, and that trailer is so awesome. Like, it's so, oh, we need more giant mechs. Yes, um, I think I watched that trailer. Did that respawn Titanfall time. 3? Oh, Please! God! Titanfall. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. Um, 
Yeah. So the second one though was Hades two. Just I I Supergiant doesn't do sequels. Um, like this is the first sequel they've ever done. And the moments from everybody, like it's such a good trailer leading up to be like, this looks like Hades. Yeah, but it's super giant. This sounds like Hades. Yeah, but it's super giant. To the notes, to the theme hitting. Uh, oh my God. That was like just everybody losing their collective shit over let they're doing that. Oh man, <laughs> I, I am so excited. Uh, that's those two. I mean, there's other like, uh, of, um, like all the other announcements are cool too, but those two to me are the standouts. Robin, you want to go next? Oh, you cut off for a second. Did you say you go next? Oh yeah, Robin, if you wanted to go next, tips. <laughs> oh yeah. My mic. <laughs> well, there was a lot from the game awards that are gonna just make my backlog worse. Um, one of the biggest things I do want to talk about is I'm a little mad. Because they're launching Final Fantasy 16 and Diablo 4 within two weeks of each other. And I think that's unfair to me and my wallet. That's just rude. But How I'm also excited. They? It's yeah. bullshit. It's bullshit. Oh, June next year is sick. Like, oh my god. I might have to the take some days schedule. off. The like, release schedule next year just... I think uh, I said it before. It was like, I think next year is just the last year of video games. Like... <laughs> There's so much coming out next year. Oh God, honestly. And you know what? With the bad luck and backlogs we have, it will be fine. Oh, oh, with my with my backlog, I have a plan where at the end of the year, I'm gonna go to the backlog and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with myself. I'm not gonna play this. Goodbye. And just cut it out. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um. Other games. Oh, can can Levan Levan Levin? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ken Levine. A Ken Levine, Ken Levine. game. In oh, this Judas. oh god i am so excited I, for that i i saw the ghost story games logo and i like squealed yeah it looks so good it looks so interesting it's bioshock, it like bioshock. <laughs> it oh man it that game has my favorite tagline i've seen of any video game in like a decade saying fix what you broke Oh my god, like when that hit, I was like, I don't know why, but that speaks to me. He's like, and I don't know why I broke, but I must fix it. No, I just <laughs> oh god. It's just it 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 establishes tone so quickly of being like, yo, you screwed something up or something got screwed up and you gotta fix it. Like just with those four words. And now all I can think of is I really want to see like more gaslighting terms used as taglines. <laughs> like I really want to see a game come out and the tagline be look what you made me do but yeah, yeah. that'd be cool actually <laughs> Judas uh, looks well, awesome Judas looks amazing I just um, Death Stranding 2 is happening that's yeah <laughs> I, I'm not mentioning this because I'm excited for it I'm mentioning this because I want everyone to know that don't expect me to do a review for this game once was enough <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Do, I'm not doing this. I'm not putting myself through that again. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. it like it uh, looks really interesting, and I'm very curious, but I'm not gonna do it. Of course, it's more Kojima unrestrained, and now we know, and we also know he's working on oh that one game the that keeps project. Leaking, o- overdose, but Overdrive? then the game was Xbox. Oh, yeah. Uh, what? 
Yeah. Oh, I thought the code name was Overdrive, but no, you're I, right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Overdose. And Overdose. Then, yeah. But we don't know if that's the Xbox One, but it could be the Xbox One. We know he's working on something with Xbox. Yep. Don't know what, because Xbox sure as hell wasn't at the Game Awards. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they yeah, physically no, were, but... Phil and Reggie were just hanging out. <laughs> they were just chilling. Phil, Phil and uh, Sarah Bond were there, but yeah, they, uh, they, they didn't have anything to show and like, that's a whole nother topic we can talk about later, but at a different time. Um, but, uh, what else? Oh, there was one game that really caught me by surprise. A new you know, I said RPG. one. One? Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, there's too many good ones. I got one more, there I are. promise. It was a hype show. It was a hype show. But I got one more. I pro- oh, one and a half. Give me one and a half. Um, okay. New action RPG from the makers of Life is Strange. Banishers Ghosts of Eden looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, Don't nod. And, of course, yeah. Andrew Elba and Cyberpunk 2077. You know, you know what's crazy is people forget that uh, before Life is Strange, Don't Nod did Remember Me. No, yep. Remember Me is a gem. And it is awesome. Yes. Such a good game. Even Vampire was a really good game. It's just I very forgot underrated. they did Vampire. Yeah. It's just very underrated. I always people forget, forget that. Remember Me. <laughs> and Twin Mirror. Ironically. Oh, yeah. Twin Mirror. I have to finish <sighs> that. I. But yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I guess you did say one thing. This is, you know, what? it was a good show. I like my, I like so, my world premiere sounds. You know, hey, world premiere. World uh, premiere. So I guess Chulak, you got anything left? I Sorry. do, but I'm going last as the host. It's it's funny because yeah, I was surprised the the Among Us was still running, and they had that that new oh, little man. gameplay. So that was a uh, a funny surprise. Uh, E, me as a fan, uh, as a Star Wars fan, I want to see more. I want to first of all, I want to play the first uh, uh, Jedi Survivor, and I want to I want to see what's going on in this sequel. Oh man, you haven't played Fallen Order? Yeah, it's nope. so good. Wait, what? It's fantastic. I, I know. Oh, Fallen it, Order is so great. Good. It's canon. I know that's that's why I want to play it because I was doing uh, I was uh, reading up on some some of the episodes. What was it? Um, the man? No, it wasn't Mandalorian. Mandalorian? No, no, it was Boba Fett. It was Boba. F- nope, actually, it was Obi Wan. I was doing uh, I was uh, catching up Obi-Wan, on Obi Wan, okay. and apparently he went to one of the places that appears in the game. So I'm I'm yeah. really I'm really wait yeah. really. The, the yeah I don't know. Have you guys seen uh, Obi Wan? Yeah, Yay. I have. I haven't. The okay. uh, the the prison place, right? The underwater one. Yeah. The underwater place. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna leave it at gonna that just that. because Robin hasn't seen he's seen it. But that that's the two takeaways from that that awards that I got. I wanted to see uh, Tears of the Kingdom or something more, but nothing. It was dry. Yeah. Yeah. It had been. I had been so sad about there not being Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Like, the first game had the Frozen Wilds. But, like, when they announced the VR Call of the Mountain game, I got so depressed because I'm like, I know why I can't play VR. So when Aloy came flying over the horizon, and you could see the Hollywood sign. I was like losing my shit, you all. 
for I like how the Hollywood sign is still standing after like how many years. <laughs> oh, but it was just we're getting single player DLC. That, That's not VR, that be, and I'm so happy. That would be an amazing <laughs> series, and and I think the fan casting would be on spot if they chose the the wildling from Game of Thrones, the redhead. Oh yeah, Rose Leslie, if, absolutely. I made oh, yeah. a joke when that news leaked. It's like I had a picture of Rose Leslie as Yvette, and I was Ygritte. like, "Somebody get her agent on the phone." Jesus, she will. I mean, she she just looks a lot like the character. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but no, burning shores. Oh, I just yeah. mm, I need it. And don't you're not going to have to wait too long because they're also uh, in the talks of making a Horizon multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I yeah. don't. I have no well, idea. Well, I mean, multiplayers for, for I mean, Gorilla games. Absolutely. Uh, if there's well, a good I mean, Gorilla did what? What did Gorilla like? Killzone, right? That's what they were doing before. So they don't know multiplayer. Which, which one? I mean, which one? Mediocre multiplayer, but all of them. So, like they did all the Killzone. That was the franchise. The, the, the first Killzone was legendary. The second, meh. Whoa, whoa! First Killzone was not I, good. I love the first Killzone. Just two was okay. Okay, no, no. We found the we found the say, we found the one amongst us that had a PlayStation and not an Xbox. <laughs> yes, because Killzone two was a good game. Three was Killzone I, two had a great trailer. Killzone two had a great trailer. <laughs> okay. And then Shadowfall was just god from, awful. From, yeah, from oh that same era. I'm just going to put that out. This has nothing to do with any other to topics. I'm sorry, Amanda. But from that same era, <laughs> the first front, frontline front, front game. Front mission? Frontline. Front the one. Frontline mission evolved. No, the right? first one. The, the one that, that, um, oh. that you were actually. You can like recruit your own soldiers and then send them in front and then just tackle that one. That was the bomb. The second one sucked ass. I think that was frontline, yeah. Because I I thought you were talking about Front Mission, which is a mech game from Japan, and the only one that came out in the States was Front Mission 3 back on the PlayStation 1. No, no. And now they're re-releasing all the that's, other ones. That's the one where it's, Play it's, Front it's Mission like a Cold War thing when we get invaded and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, all right. But it's I... weird talking about all these uh, shooter franchises that Sony doesn't have just sitting on the back burner anywhere because <sighs> Call of Duty is so important. Um, I miss Hey, so there's some much. news that we I completely forgot about. Well, oh. it's not that I forgot about it. It's just... No, I forgot about yeah. it. I just remembered it. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's happening." Yeah, for for me, Call of Duty. I'm, I'm I've been over Call of Duty for oof over five years ago. Same, but I also play Warzone, like a religion. Warzone is like its own like a game that exists like in uh, parallel to the other games now. Like it's it's True. wild how successful that that was. Of course, then they they. There's a lot of problems, and I assume that if you're listening to a gaming podcast like us, uh, that you have some familiarity with it. So I'm not going to pretend that everybody here is completely in the dark about what's going on with that. So I don't I just don't feel like we need to probably speak on it too much. <laughs> but uh, they, they've had their own issues. The document, the uh, it's well documented, the issues that Activision Blizzard has had. 
with that and with Raven and everything, the unionization of that team and everything going on. with the Microsoft acquisition. So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I'm just I'm so tired of hearing about this acquisition. Just wake me up when it's yeah. over. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I was yeah. gonna say, save some of this for the next like, one because we're gonna talk about notable right? gaming things that happened over the last year. <laughs> right. Oh, God, uh, so, um, year. I oh, have you... in the notes, Jeff. If you're listening, so what would you Before tell Jeff Keeley if he was listening to our humble little podcast? Um, uh, just shorten it a little bit more, like. I really liked the pre-show. I thought it was cool because that Hellboy trailer was also cool and some of the stuff in there. But um, and I don't think it's fair to attribute the pre-show as being part of the show as a whole either. Maybe. And it's such a tough draw to. To like split this out because like the way marketing works and having to split time between those like everything. But yeah, just an overall tighter show a little bit shorter um like you said what 30 45 minutes uh shorter maybe three hours total time instead of what did it what was it this time with pre-show it was like three and a half four hours yeah it was almost four I, hours i would say i would yeah. i will keep it simple and just say come into our show come into our podcast let's talk let's 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 chit chat about what we can do <laughs> oh my god right. yeah my first question would be where'd you get those sneakers because <laughs> they're wonderful <laughs> where are those oh my from? god <laughs> <laughs> but no i agree with that i think having a shorter runtime for sure and a little bit more emphasis on the actual devs and the actual awards themselves yeah because a lot it was very lopsided for sure it was a lot of focus on tr your typical triple a titles and triple a kind of like categories but we were talking about like smaller stuff or like indie stuff it was it felt a little too quick like i, I want um, i want to hear a speech from like when best ongoing game when the final fantasy 14 yeah. came on. they've been doing that for more than a decade i want to hear yeah. about their process and the work they've been doing to take a game that was absolute dog shit at launch to my obsession right now <laughs> you know? yeah no it in one of the best final fantasies out there like period like the story that they were able to put into an mmorpg is incredible like single player content that's incredible um yeah like they had yoshi p on stage like why can't he make a speech or something but exactly. um no i also wanted uh no i wanted to say bring back the what was it industry icon award yeah because oh, yeah. those were so cool about focusing on people like i um i struggled to remember her name, um, one of the early coders for Atari back in the day, she won it in the video pack, which is so incredible. And like, I, maybe it's just being such a fan of the gaming industry as a whole and like seeing where it came from its humble beginnings. And like, you know, seeing uh, Kojima win the award, absolutely deserved. But there are so many people like that that also deserve something like, you know, not, not just like flavor of the month or whatever, like Yoshi P could absolutely deserve that award for everything he's done. Uh, Nomura, the you know, the composer, would absolutely have deserved it. Like, it just yeah. there's so many, there's so many of these like unsung people that could definitely get something like that, and it would just just highlight some cool stories like that. Also, like, I think. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I was 
<laughs> that my my last point would be maybe the ultimate thing would be to split this into two shows and have let esports have its own show because it feels like a lot of those awards are just kind of glossed over and they're not given their due you know it's like oh hey uh, what was it yay wins cool and everybody just moves on and it's like that could be a big deal to them like why take their spotlight away yeah Maybe maybe there needs to be two Let's shows. Come to the podcast. We'll talk. Also, yeah. Also, uh, put the show in January because yeah, it's don't unfair. Stop over the December shows or December games slash late November games. <laughs> yeah, it's unfair that that Pentiment doesn't get to be uh, in the mention for best narrative. Like I'm or, still you know, salty about Fallen Order not being eligible yeah. for anything the year it came out because it came out late. Yeah, it can't it pass the cutoff time. I mean, there's a I reason like the Oscars. <gasps> yeah, there's a reason the Oscars are in, you know, the time that they are. And I, I just wish that it was, you know, I know that the reason he does it is because that there's no big gaming stuff in December and it's a way to like book in the year and like close it out. But I still think it should be early in the year for talking about game of the year for the previous one. And that's my points. Um, there are times I feel like he could use a co-host and maybe somebody from the industry that's not Sid. I mean, nothing against Sid. But I feel like a presence, like, I was like, bring Joseph on stage, man. I, I love <laughs> Joseph Ferris. And, like, he's great for, like, breaking tension in moments. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's also a part of the industry and he's part of the, you know, European industry, which is pretty cool. I mean, so often, you know, we only really hear about American developers here in the States and Ubisoft because Canada. <laughs> but I don't know if that makes sense or not. I feel like, you know, somebody should share the load with Jeff. Mm hmm. And yeah, I also maybe... felt like he went kind of crazy during this last one because I feel like he was honestly trying to get the show back on track time wise. But then Absolutely. like an hour and a half in, he just gave up. And it's something I share a feeling with him currently. I'm not mad at you all. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Producers got to produce. I understand. <laughs> and when and when producers don't have to produce, we make life a living hell for other producers. It's just the way it is. Back <laughs> off life. It's because we've been recording for so long and we haven't even done our notable moments segment. <laughs> oh, God. What time is it? Oh, I'm sorry. God. <laughs> this is going to be a bear to edit, but I'm going to keep in fun moments like this to give myself, you know, less to edit. Anyway, who else has anything to say about the Game Awards? <laughs> Don't be scared. Okay. I mean, I can keep talking <laughs> if you really want me to. Like, I was just gonna say, I, I, I was, uh, I was happy with the way it panned out. I absolutely think that Elden Ring deserved to win Game of the Year because yep. I think that it is a, I think that El what Elden Ring did for the Souls franchise is what Breath of the Wild did for the Zelda franchise. It absolutely changed everything with it and was just basically like from software being like, just saying we're gonna show you how it's done, and. It is a greatest hits of all the Souls games in it. It is absolutely remarkable how 
that game also launched not exactly that not not with a lot of glitches. Although all the other Souls games have launched with some pretty broken states of other things. And it just absolutely hitting at the right time on all cylinders and feels like from software's final coming out moment. What was it the the I don't know if it was the first podcast we did or what one of the episodes where they released the sales numbers and it had sold something like 30 million units or 40 million units or something yeah. like that. Some absurd number in six months, which is absolutely incredible for a Souls title, like or for you know, something like that. These ultra I mean I didn't say ultra hard, but tougher than normal is their reputation. And it just everybody was playing it. And there's like they're still finding new stuff. They just released that uh the Coliseum DLC or not DLC it was a patch really, where it's like they opened up the Coliseums finally for all the PvP stuff, which is pretty cool. But I I absolutely think that it deserved that. Um, I like that it won Game Direction. Of course, it was going to win RPG. And what else did it win? Um, oh, I don't remember what else it won. I but was uh, that it? It won because... four awards. It, yeah. uh, God of War won six awards, and it won four awards. Um, it's actually remarkable because, like, four years ago, that was the split of score between uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and God of War 2018. The God of War won, I think, less overall awards, while Red Dead Redemption 2... Uh, but it won Game of the Year, while Red Dead Redemption 2 won more awards, but didn't win Game of the Year. Yeah, like, I had... I went to bed or like I went upstairs to go to bed because I'm like, well, there's no way God of War isn't winning this. And, you know, I'm old and we were going into hour four and I'm like, nope, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but like I got on my phone as I was laying in bed and then they said Elden Ring and I texted my friend and I was like, dude, did he just say Elden Ring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, and of course, the uh, 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 talking about like other moments from the Game Awards that can't go to the Game Awards without talking about the melody and the music, like oh, yeah. that melody of everything with a random cat being thrown in there was absolutely awesome. Shout out Incredible. to the flute guy. You're amazing. Oh, flute guy's a legend. Oh, what's his name? Like, uh, he's actually like renowned and like has done a bunch of stuff recording with a. Uh, um, with how was it Hans Zimmer or John Williams? He's done like a bunch of recording with. Um, funniest thing is like I was rewatching it uh, from the guys from Yo Video Games, and one of them was like, "Oh yeah, that guy's a family friend of ours." I was like, "What the hell? Like, what a random connection to make!" <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like Games Radar wrote an article. Flute guy is the people's champion of the Game Awards 2022. I was like, "Yes, dude, yes, he is." Dude switched out. Like that dude is multi-classed in like every woodwind. And he swapped out to an alto flute, then like a penny whistle, and uh, like I don't know what the other thing was. No like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for someone to mod him into Elden Ring on PC, and I will oh, play yeah. it again. Well, they yeah. had to get Bill Clinton on first. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. oh my God, I was so frustrated with that. We can't, I mean, we can't not talk about it. But like, just the what whole... a douchey thing to do. I know, like it's yeah, it's funny, yeah, it's a meme, but you took away a moment from someone who just won Game of the Year. Yeah, yeah. like from what I read, he doesn't like embrace like the public sphere or like the, Miyazaki. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, like you know, he's, he's very, very like, reclusive. Yeah, that's and you could even, and you could even see like the surprise on his face and like the excitement there. You know, when he was uh, walking down, like high fiving people, was like, "Oh, I didn't expect us to win." Like that, he, like all of his interviews, he's so humble about stuff. And uh, what was really cool too was that his co-director for that game was the uh, director for Dark Souls Two. And just seeing that of like the least, uh, I wouldn't say least love, but like most people have Dark Souls 2 as like the lowest on the list in ranking order. And now the dude is like co, uh, you know, co-directed the game of the year. It's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I just, that. I, I especially it's, hearing it's, the stories that like security was apparently telling people coming in like they had to take off their game union pins because there was a gathering across from the, the microsoft uh, theater the fact that like security was looking for that but yeah it i was think just the weird. the i think it was more like that is unfortunate because i believe like the security was more over just asking people to remove like anything that they had like that on like not not specific it just because it was specific to union, that's why it becomes a story. Otherwise, it otherwise it would if it was just anything like you know somebody just ran, wearing a red and like Xbox pin, they say hey, you can't have that on or whatever. You know, it wouldn't have been a big deal. I'm not. I don't know the story. I'm just speculating here that that might it might be making a bigger story of it than it is. Um, it was just the fact that it was a story, but yeah, it, you know, this random yeah. kid was able to get on stage for the biggest well, and that's like, award. <laughs> and and like, what's the solution there? Yeah, like, do you provide a guest list to everything? Because I mean, Game Awards is open to the public. You know, you can buy a ticket yeah, and attend. So, do you no longer make it like that? And furthermore. Nobody knows like who all is going to come up. Like, you know, who's to say like dev team didn't fly over and also attend. So maybe it was that or anything. And, you know, of course there's a language barrier of them not knowing like who this kid is and security, not like, knowing anything. Cause he just blended in so perfectly. Like it just only, and you can see how pissed off Jeff was afterwards. Like, well, like, and I the, game of, the Game Awards YouTube channel, like, they have up the performance of the orchestra that preceded that award, but they don't have a YouTube clip up of the actual Game of the Year presentation. That sucks. Yeah. But. <sighs> All but right. Those are, yeah. It's unfortunate <laughs> that Horizon again didn't win because it definitely should have won something like for art direction or something that's what uh that's what it, well no because what one i know it, uh it didn't win anything yeah, yeah. you I know what very else salty didn't win? about it you know what else didn't win anything and it should have a plague's tale requiem yes robbed charlotte, or as much or, as i love ashley robbed. charlotte was robbed <laughs> um i uh I, i've um, I I forgot that I played Immortality as well over the last time. Um, that is one of the most surreal pieces of gaming media I've ever touched. It is, and that one of them, uh, the actresses that were in that, should I mean I'm happy that one of them was nominated, but oh my god, if you haven't played Immortality, try it. It is insane. 
Uh, it is wild. Um, but also, Vampire Survivors totally should have won something. <laughs> because, holy shit, what a game. I'm still <laughs> mad about Plague Tale. I'm sorry. Now that I'm talked about it, I'm just, like, mad again. <laughs> hey, don't worry. The fun cat game won some stuff. Yeah, Stray did win. That's true. But Charlotte got robbed. Because honestly, if you've played a Plague Tale, oh, that performance got me. Yes. That ending oh. made me tear up. I have, oh. I still need to play it. Oh, it's You know, so it's good. funny because, like, I played the entire first one with uh, French on. Like, what? and played it. And yeah, I played it with the French That's dub awesome. on because it's really good. And I was like, hey, they're French. So I want to listen to the French dub. And I also, like, took a lot of French in college. So. It was fun, and they're also very good. Like the actor actors that do it, uh, all the parts were also very good. Amicia. Nice. <laughs> all right. In the interest of time and editing and such, we're gonna skip Tomb Raider and Amazon games and talk about that next time. Uh, well, just because. Hey, what's that about? <laughs> oh, well. All right. So. <laughs> no, Crystal, Dynamics. Say, hey, what? <laughs> Crystal Dynamics as you know everyone saw um was part was sold off of Square Enix and was acquired by the Embracer group. Uh Crystal Dynamics is also working on the next iteration of Tomb Raider and it was announced that Amazon Games will be partnering with Crystal for support as well as they will be the publisher of the next Tomb Raider game. I just thought this was notable because of our dive into what exactly happened with that uh, acquisition and our like, holy crap moment embracer dropping some dough. Uh, but they apparently don't have enough dough to help Crystal uh, publish this game. Their own probably studio's won't be games. Out for, Cause I mean, this game probably won't be out for another two years. Yeah. 2025 at the earliest yeah yeah but but yeah though that's that that's that story anyways <laughs> it's it gets, it's it's a weird story and kind of unexpected right. but i'll take anything that involves square enix not having a hand on their western holdings anymore at this yes. point, yeah that's yeah rise of the tomb raider was the best out of the survivor trilogy i'll take that to my grave and that's because a it was crystal dynamics uh I mean, Shadow of the Tomb Raider was gorgeous, but you could tell it was not them. And B, Microsoft basically made that game happen. Like, Square yeah. did not like what they saw in the first one. They were like, this is this is a failure. Yeah, didn't Square likes to NF do that. Didn't have enough NFTs or something like that. Oh, man, yeah. that was a time I where swear... we didn't have NFTs, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, Square would have found some bullshit. Like, I'm sure that the only reason nothing has been implemented into uh, Final Fantasy 14 is because Yochi P is like laid on the floor and thrown a temper tantrum and said, you will not do this to my game, you stupid fucks. God, they're, ugh, Square Enix is getting real bad, real EA when yeah. it comes to like uh, publisher. Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, Chewy, real EA. Chewy having some mic issues. Hello. Oh, okay. Um, 
Hey, hey, hey. I'm trying to say stuff, but, uh, and I'm like, wait, what's going on? Oh, no, Nobody I'm sorry. can hear me. Oh, no. I thought I saw the, the mute icon there, so I didn't say anything. Just that, but... I don't know what's going I'm on sorry. with my computer. I have a very, very old computer laptop, and I was like, it's dying on me. I'm like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. I was like... But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Square next uh, Square Enix. Uh, next year they're uh, gonna announce a Tomb Raider uh, on Amazon series. You'll see. No, oh, there's um, Netflix is doing an anime style uh, Tomb Raider series with Haley oh, Atwell um, voicing what? Carter. I'm so do that's cool. Is I'm major sold. major girl crush. Agent Carter. Who maybe. is um? Who wait? Who is uh? Do we know what studio is making that? Uh I'm not sure if it's like an in-house thing with Man, Netflix I or not. It's been so long since they've announced Can it. Can we make her yeah. live action? I, I recently Raider? started watching. Uh, no, no, let's not try. Just, just leave it, please. Yes, it's it's been through enough. It's been through enough. It's Haley Atwell. It's I I know I know, but. We've been it, the Tomb Raider series has been through enough. Let's leave the live action stuff alone, please. It's be an anime. Oh, that, that last I was movie say, was the Netflix series is going to be an anime. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm saying let's not do live action Tomb Raider, please. Let's yeah, just no leave more. that as it as it is. It's it's been through enough. That movie was the last movie was rough. I. I mean, still better than Uncharted. Yes, I'll put that. And like. I was actually able to, you know. Oh, you mean the series? <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Look, it's all right that you really enjoy to have a male Tomb Raider running around. But no, I was actually going to say something about, you know, female Tomb Raider. And then, you know, blah. Anyway. Well, I mean, Tomb Raider actually, is female. I actually, in, well, cut, fuck. <laughs> Um, no, I actually enjoyed the Alicia Vikander take on Tomb Raider. It, it was oh, she was bad. fantastic. Everything else around that movie, or everything around her depiction was terrible because the movie itself wasn't great. But she made a great Tomb Raider. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and I thought they did a good Mark job Wahlberg. of kind of <sighs> trying to sow some seeds for a sequel with, you know hinting that Anna is a bad person. But, alright. Dang it. <laughs> alright. So, that's our new segment, y'all. Uh, what did you think of the chaos that was the Game Awards? Uh, let us know. And if you think we're crazy about our God of War opinions, well, you know what? We're not sorry. Anyway, we'll be back in a moment to crown some of our favorite games and moments in games for the year 2022, right after the next music break. All right, so 2022 is almost over. Uh, and here we've already touched on kind of some of our favorite moments of the year, but, you know, we're going to do it again. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to talk about some games. We're going to talk about some events. We're going to talk about some moments that may not be great, but were notable. Um, and some people who might not be great, but are notable. And yeah. All right. 
first thing I personally have to say about 2022 is unionization. Yes, I am so happy that like, especially these QA testers. Yes. Oh, my God. Like taking their power and they're like, you know, we're going to unionize. You're going to bargain with us and we're not going to be the fucking, you know, people you throw under the damn bus when something doesn't work because you don't give us the tools to fix it or tools to, you know, do something about it. Yeah, they're they're always QA has always been the most like stepped on underrepresented, like feel lowest of the totem pole, which sucks because they're so integral to the success of the game and everything like that. Um. Yeah, so Seeing... big, big props to Raven Software and and Blizzard yep. Albany, who will always then, be um... vicarious visions to me. Oh, Blizzard! Yeah. Then, oh, then Blizzard. Uh, what was the um um recently my one of the Microsoft things just decided to vote to unionize, and it's like the big. It'll be the biggest one, and it's like three hundred people, and I can't remember the name of them off the top of my head. Oh, it was um, it was a Bethesda studio or not. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Related to them. Yeah. Oh, man. I. But yes, uh, unionization. Good. Good for the industry. Eliminate yeah. crunch. Let's stop that. Stop yeah. it. Put, take it out of your mouth. Put that down. What do you have there? Stop it. Get it out. Yeah. It's yeah. QA, QA workers at Zenimax. Yeah. yeah. OK, you sound, you that's, sound it. Like that's a parent. voted to unionize. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I just say like hell to the yes. Let's go. Absolutely. Need more of it. And like that's definitely one of my favorite just overall things that happened this year. And I mean, it's terrible that we had to go through all of the shit that happened in, you know, the, all the shit that came out in 2021 about Activision Blizzard King to get here. But I'm and glad it's we're still here. coming out. Yeah. <laughs> There's still <laughs> stuff that's happening with it. And yeah, it's um, but all of the uh, God, I I feel so much for all the people affected by those terrible things. But like, you know, the I feel it feels like the industry is moving in the right direction for that kind of stuff. And it's only a matter of time before it becomes the norm for having all of these like maybe one massive, you know, it's not just a unionization at the um at the studio level it's like a unionization on an industry scale yeah because it's like you know if you're looking at like a film production you know you've got teamsters uh which you know it's not just one production it's you know nationwide and then i mean you've got cinematographers in films have their own union and just <laughs> they're everywhere in hollywood and <laughs> and it's like, th- yes this is uh, this go. is all caused because of abuse of abuse of power and it it wouldn't be necessary yeah. if everybody would be treated with respect and and there's some kind cool, of man. equality it's it happens because I feel like the scale of games are becoming so astronomical and they're reducing the time to actually make them, which causes things like crunch, which causes things like abuse. And that's just it's, 
on the job side, then there's these gross ass people out there. I just, yeah. it's just this is this was a long it, time coming. I wish it was sooner. Oh yeah, the, the, and I hope there's more. Every creative industry has gone through these kind of growing pains, and it sucks because, yeah. like, you know, crunch happens. Like, it, in a, it's an unfortunate thing, but every creative industry has it. You can talk to anybody that's worked on any film ever that crunch is inevitable like you spend there are some times where you spend you know 12 hour days filming or whatever like or 14 15 hour days on on set and that still happens today and unfortunately it's the same case when it comes to the uh um you know the gaming industry and it's it's been ingrained in it since its inception you know back when it was just atari making games it was like hey you one person do everything you have six months to make a game and that's how it, just how it works. And so we're 40, 50 years later, we're finally getting, getting to a place where we can get out of that kind of mindset. Now, of course, not every studio operates like that, but for the unfortunate ones that are embroiled in controversy, we're getting to the solutions that can stop that from happening in the future. And I mean, it was a big step for Microsoft too to say that. Yeah. You know, even with the acquisition, it's like, okay, well, we're going to abide by the votes that happen in these studios, um, these Activision studios. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. That's what we need. We need, you know. Somebody like somebody like Phil Spencer saying, yeah, you know. If this is the will of this division or this part of the studio, then hell yeah. Yeah. Actually, have you know, gamers making the that are in those positions of power because like Phil came from making games, so he absolutely understands that. Not saying that he's the only one, but he's kind he's of become the, the model, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's become the model of it, um, over the last you know, decade. But uh, talk about uh, do you have any other notable game moments you want to mention, or can I mention a couple? You can. Jump in. Yeah, anybody okay. has one. I mean, jump on in. So, I mean, two, obviously, first one is Elden Ring and it being the... um When it came out, I mentioned like at the time, I expected it to be like every other Souls game, so high 80s, low 90s. Um, I didn't expect it to be, I think Open Critic had it as their highest rated game of all across every metric they had. And um, it also ended up being um, and just being a cultural moment, because everybody played Elden Ring like it, and it was so many people that would never play a Souls game were playing Elden Ring and it was so cool to see that as a you know long term long term long term Soulsborne player like seeing everybody embrace it and have so much fun with it like they did with Breath of the Wild back in the day and just discovering everything and that whole that whole zeitgeist at the time was really cool to see and then uh second one is Vampire Survivors because the game doesn't look like anything. It really doesn't. It looks like somebody ripped off everything from Castlevania, like Symphony of the Night, like all the asset rips you can, but made it one of the most compelling, addicting, fun games to play and have it only be $3 and then have DLC come out that's only $2. And it's just probably the most time i've spent in just moment to moment fun gameplay i've had the, this year like it's it's incredible like i i look at it and i'm just like see this is why like 
you know, game like best games is so such a nuanced take because I think Vampire Stars is absolutely one of my favorite one of my favorite games of the year. That's not one I have played yet, unfortunately. Oh, it's Although, it's they just came out on nearing, mobile. It's nearing the top of my list now that I have some time off before next semester. But even then, <laughs> you know, that's like two weeks away at this point, and I have an yeah. article to write for another outlet. And ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't mention that in the first thing. I'll mention it in the wrap up. But all right. Uh, yeah, those are my moments. Yeah. And like in the same vein as like uh, vampire survivors, like Cult of the Lamb. That mm-hmm. when that came out, I mean everybody on Twitch was playing that, and oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, Devolver don't miss. Like, yeah. don't ever bet against Devolver because they always have the cool, wacky, awesome shit. Like it, they always have cool stuff. But what? Who Oop. would win in Annapurna versus Devolver? I mean, that's hard to say. <laughs> Do we want to feel something emotional? Do we want to maniacally laugh as we're sacrificing our followers? <laughs> well, I mean, Annapurna also published Donut Country. <laughs> yeah, that's just swallowing holes with a a narrative an act. How do you how do you make a game about <laughs> swallowing shit in, into an actual narrative? They did it. <laughs> That sounded awful. I mean, sw- like sinkholes, basically swallowing shit. God, I'm fucking. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, <laughs> though, if anyone's played Donut Country, it's great. Like, so good. And apparently, it's also Justin Roiland's, like, one of his favorite games. I, that doesn't surprise me. Like, uh, <laughs> he was on an interview talking about, you know, High on Life, which just came out. And it's actually really funny. Like, I mean, of course, that, that kind of comedy's hit or miss. Uh, for me, it hits so high on life. But yeah, he was talking about he's played is, is the one with um, yeah. the Morty gun, right? Okay, yes. that, that, I've seen clips of that and it's hilarious. It's <laughs> I've uh, I'm about two hours into it. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I heard someone put it as you're playing through a comedy show, like you're playing through an episode, um, and absolutely, or like a movie, um. Gunplay isn't that great. It's fine. It's serviceable. But the star of the show is absolutely dialogue. Like it's so it, it is absolutely on point. Hilarious from top to bottom. You know, it, you like Solar Opposites or, or Rick and Morty, you'll like High on Life. So. But anyways, those are my moments. What are yours? I mean, I or yours. We, we, we touched on it a second, but Stray. Stray was another moment too. Oh, been looking forward to that game for so long. I was afraid that it wasn't going to live up to the hype, but it did, and then some. And it was it was a moving game by the end. Like you know, since cats have no soul, you're feeling emotions at the end, and it was just the world building that they were able to do, and like nobody talks in the game obviously the cat can't talk and then the robots it's just gibberish um and it's just you know like text boxes and damn like i had feelings 
I thought it was just because they could make it to where uh, no way, Miss. I guess people didn't hear my cats have no soul joke from earlier, but <laughs> I'm gonna say it again here just so it, you know hits double. No, wait, what? Um, <laughs> wow, that just flew. no. I will throw hands over that. No, uh, you relate to robots because they have no soul. See, cats have no soul too. They're emotions. Wow. <laughs> Stare into their eyes. There's nothing there. Oh no. <laughs> No, I love all. I, I love cats. I'm just giving you and robots. I do love robots, giant yeah. ones especially. Cats piloting mechas. I have a story to write. Hang on. <laughs> Neon Kitty Evangelion. Oh no, that's too much. Oh my god. I'm too dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really dark. No, I I'm, attack on no, I'm attack. Good. Wait, what's what's it? Attack. Attack, attack on, on Kitty Stray. Attack on. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, straight, straight fall. No, no one, no one can attack my cat from stray. All right. <laughs> Although the ending of the game, I like. I want a sequel. Damn it! I want oh, more. Oh, that world. ending. You'll, probably, oh you'll most likely get one. There's, there has to be one coming. That that studio exploded over that, and Sony also marketed the hell out of it. So I absolutely think that and it won two awards. So it's just like, give me, give me more. Not to mention, orange tabbies are my absolute favorite of cat. It ha they they have been ever since I was tiny, and yeah. <laughs> I sneezed watching the trailers and the gameplay of it. <laughs> no, I if I wasn't allergic, I'd definitely have cats. But unfortunately, uh, nature decided that I don't get to have snuggles with kitties. And. And then, like we touched on earlier, Horizon Forbidden West was just a transformative experience for me. Um, it was just wonderful from start to finish, and I had absolutely no issues with it. And it was just beautiful what Gorilla did between, you know, making Zero Dawn and making the Frozen Wilds, and it was just gorgeous it's safe to so it's oh. safe to assume then that uh so when does a uh, uh burning was it burning wilds no burning, burning shorts yep yeah when does that come out uh march i believe all right so elden ring dlc is going to come out that exact like two <laughs> days before or two days afterwards i'm just or, really no it's going to be it's going to come out alongside uh uh tears of the kingdom <laughs> because they cannot get away from one giant open world game or another I feel so oh, bad for that team, but like they they deserve so much more um, like awards than they're they've been given. Absolutely, they just have the worst timing. I would. But I'm say also really oh, excited to write my follow up review to Horizon Forbidden West, which I called Aloy in Wonderland. I'm excited to write Aloy Goes Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. That's and great. Amanda, like where knew. would we read that amazing article? Oh, I will put it in the show notes. Did you guys hear that? So, oh, that show notes in the show notes, huh? Yeah, only exclusive where? gaming access weekly content. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what were some other kind of standout games for you guys? Oh man, um, this is this has been a this has been a good year for gaming. I'll say that much. Absolutely, um, yeah. 
like and the first time he entered the lands in between in Elden Ring was just amazing. It's, it's akin to Fallout 3, like going out of the vault yep. at the same time. Like That's, absolutely. I was gonna say that it literally feels like the first time stepping out of Vault 101. And to me, this is a crazy experience because this is my first Souls game ever. So I didn't know what I was expecting. I thought eh, it's an open world game for the makers of Dark Souls. I don't know if I'm gonna like this. But then it became a month and a half fever dream of fights and loss and learning and just falling in love with the world. And mm-hmm. it's just, oh God, I'm waiting. I'm every single day. I'm not kidding. I monitor for it to go on sale on Steam so I can play it again on PC. I need to play it again. I need to go back. I, uh, yeah, I started up another, um, my third playthrough uh, finally to get the regular ending because I've already gotten a uh, couple other endings you know, achievement wise. So it'll be the last okay. one that I need for the achievements. And then I can go back and do my other runs for the other like six endings that are in the game. So, man, it just what a game. What it a just, game. It stays with you. You that's the one thing I've said to a lot of people. It's a game that stays with you when you're having just conversations about like just gaming in general or intricate built worlds. The first thing that comes to my mind this year, especially is Elden Ring. But, yeah. And it's not just Elden Ring that was amazing this year. Plague Tale Requiem. What a fantastic narrative experience. I would say the best narrative experience I've had this year. Yeah, that's right, God of War. I'm coming for you. Because Plague Tale Requiem made me feel things I haven't felt since Mass Effect 3. And this was just an incredible experience. And then there was... I finally got a sequel to Dying Light 1. Dying Light 2 came out this year and it was amazing. It had some oh my issues God, here it and did. there. Yeah. Right? This, yeah. <laughs> Dying Light 2 came out this year and I played the crap out of that game. And just as they usually do, the devs are still releasing free content all the time. I know that one of their um, paid expansions also came out recently. But if Dying Light 1 is anything of an indication, we're going to get a couple of years worth of content for this game too. And I'm more than excited to go back in and play it. But I think the biggest surprise for myself personally this year was the Steam Deck. It's just an incredible piece of technology. Playing a game like, well, you can technically play Elden Ring on the go, which is why I want the Steam version so badly. But I've played games, I replayed Chrono Trigger Finally, because, you know, the N- Nintendo refuses to have Chrono Trigger on the Switch. I've played Disco Elysium. I fired up Fallout 3. It's just such a wonderful little device. And I'm just, oh, I'm so happy. That's, <laughs> that's, I know, I think I'm going to buy myself one for it's, graduation. It's giving the Switch <laughs> so uh, a run for its money. I don't know where my Switch is. I think my partner has it or it's somewhere because I don't use it. <laughs> like, I wish, I wish... Games like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 were ported to PC because then I would play on the deck. And you know what? Uh, I think isn't uh, 13 Sentinels on Steam? It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably that'd probably be a perfect Steam game. You know what else would be perfect? The fact that you can right now every Final Fantasy is on sale on Steam, and I'm tempted to buy all of them, or at least a few, so I can play it on the deck. Because you can do that. Because that's how like awesome that Crisis it is. Core, like that Crisis Core remake, you know. I want to play Final Fantasy XII again so badly. I have, I, yeah, that's a that's a block uh, a black mark on mine. My what? <laughs> well, yeah, my fi- well, my Final Fantasy went seven, eight, nine, uh, nothing, 
Um, well, no, seven, eight, nine tactics and tactics was in there somewhere. Um, even though it's the best one of all of them. And then what was it? And then 15, like I missed a bunch. Then you should definitely try 14. Just no, saying. I have played four. Sorry. I, I have played 14 as well, but I played 15 yes. first. Oh, gotcha. I played, uh, uh, unfortunately I missed the trial for uh, 14, but yeah, I heard that there's a free trial up to what, like level 60. And that includes the critically acclaimed heavens ward expansion. Exactly. And it's so good. But yeah, like it's been such a crazy year. Like even that reaction to Dying Light 2 coming up this year, it's been a busy year filled with a lot of great games. And somehow next year looks even better. Even more stacked. Oh yeah. my god. If listen, I'm gonna say this right now. If Starfield truly does come out next year, you will not see me for a month and a half at least. I'm gone. <laughs> you will never see me again, probably. I, I think <laughs> Starfield is a myth. I will fight <laughs> you. No, no. A myth is a um oh, what Beyond Good and Evil 2. Flight oh, God, myth. Yeah. God, yeah. yeah. No, Half Life Three. Half Life Three already came out. It's called Half Life Alex. Oh um, yeah. Uh, so Beyond good. good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil Two absolutely does not exist, and I don't believe is in any shape to do anything like it. That game has been in pre-production for the last six years. Yes. So that's yeah. that's the one with the I monkey, like, right? Uh huh. Yes. I still. I. Uh... I just looked at my Steam wish list. Um, I have there's like 12 indie games on this list that are all coming out in the first half of 2023. Oh, God, well, it's going to hurt. The, oh, no, yeah, the I'm only, not going to be able to buy them all. <laughs> the only game that I want from next year, I, I Silk Song has to come out. Oh, yeah. I have to play it. Silk Song is. I need that game. It's been so long. It's been like three years since they announced it. I, I, yeah. I Hollow Knight is the best Metroidvania that exists, and for everything that we know from Team Cherry, they are going to probably do it again. So, ugh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to steer us back, though, to 2022. That was my bad there. I started thinking about Sports Story, which is supposed to be coming out on the Switch before the end of the month. But uh, yeah, I'm going to steer us back to 2022. Well, <laughs> and I mean, oh, I can I, I can say one thing about 2022 is also the year I came back to Destiny after not touching it for three years um, and completely uh yeah uh completely devoured all the content i could i'm still playing it like i am very invested in the story with it now i think it's in the best place it's been uh ever even though i came back at one of the weakest seasons and <laughs> season of plunder but oh no it that wasn't the absolutely weakest season. is trust me it, oh my oh, god i know i i from what i've heard but but in terms of the for Witch Queen, which I can absolutely attest to because um, I could you can still play through Season of the Haunted and Season of the Risen. And both of those had infinitely more compelling stories than uh, Season of Plunder, which was still good by, you know, but it just wasn't up to either. I think of those. it was more for fun. The first um, story it was just a filler episode like yeah. those, those Naruto episodes. They're just fun, but this doesn't 
too much. Yeah, I mean, it, it it had its its moments, but again, it also was very repetitive of the same type of you know, go do this, get it something, uh, open the square up on your you know whatever to get your resonant engrams or whatever, and level those up and do that like over and over again. It's kind of like the same story, but it um the story content itself, I feel like the writing is better than it's been. Witch Queen overall, that campaign was great. So I'm very excited for Lightfall and for what comes next year because I'm fully back into Not Destiny. That. And I never thought I would that say would that. That would be a series uh, I can work with. Uh, Bungie, whoever is out there listening, call me up. Um, I got ideas for an amazing story uh, for a series, a live action series. We can do this. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be one of those crappy seasons. It's gonna be the bomb. Just, just get in contact with me. Gaming Access Weekly. Yeah. Just, just let me know. Like a, like a bomb cyclone. Even better. <laughs> bomb cyclone. Oh my god. Oh shit. Even better. You know what? I'm excited for. Oh, so a snow yes. squall. I'm excited for what's to come in 2023 and for the uh, what's the, what is it? The lightfall. The the one with the strings. String yeah. power. The green string powers. Strands, yes, like that's which is weird strands? that now Destiny 2 is becoming a strand game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did you know that the S in strand stands for strand? Dude. Or is it a strand in an S shape? I, I want to be stranded on an island away from these strand puns. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That do you think that it stops with that? You really need to check out the uh, Kojimbus. He he does not stop in the least. No. <laughs> what his name is his name is Sam Porter Bridges. He just happens to be a porter and he's building bridges across America. <laughs> Am I supposed to be on, on, so on this something year, for that show? I mean probably. <laughs> Have you watched any Kojima played any Kojima stuff? Yes. The answer is yes. If you ask what, the answer is, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I feel like the first time I saw a Death Stranding trailer, I'm like, I'm not drunk enough for this. It's, I don't know what I am for this, is the answer. And then you play it and you go, yeah, I, I, I'm intrigued somehow. I don't understand why, but I am. The baby. That's all you can think about. And the then baby. people. And then the baby. And then you hear the actual dialogue, and you're just like, you want it to end. <laughs> Sorry, every time I talk about that stranding, I just think no. about my entire review process for gaming. <laughs> it was forty let's, hours, man. Let's use that as a way to not, you know, emotionally traumatize Robin anymore. And let's <laughs> talk about some events of 2022. Uh, was Summer Game God. Fest the only one really worth it, or did Gamescom? Gamescom's first in-person, again, take the cake for events. I think Gamescom. I mean, uh, I'm all about yeah, E3, I don't know. but Summer Gamescom gave me anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jeff, uh, if we're talking about Keeley events, which is everything that we're talking about, uh, <laughs> he needs to kind of... Uh, like, it's weird going from Summer Games Fest to Gamescom because they're so close together. Like it felt like Gamescom didn't show anything. Like it didn't have anything to show because Summer Game Fest did everything, and Summer Game Fest was so much bigger because it had you know like the Xbox show and other 
big showcases to to go through. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give it to SGF. Also, uh, since we're talking about events, I'm gonna backtrack super hard to the Game Awards real quick because I want to talk about Xbox's absence there. Um, <laughs> I feel like Xbox shot themselves in the foot because they showed all the big game Berg, all the Berg games that came out uh, that were coming out early next year in-depth like what was like a 20 minute in-depth thing in starfield we got like a 10 minute trailer for redfall and we got another super long in-depth look at forza all in that same showcase so it was like what the hell are they going to show for you know for the game awards so i feel like if they didn't if they didn't really kind of go ham early in the year they would have had something more to show, but that's, I don't know, that's, 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 that's that thing. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know, but the Game Awards was super strong. It was just missing a few things. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to say my favorite event of the year was actually the Wholesome Direct that took place during yeah. Summer Game Fest. Like the people at Wholesome Games, like, they're all mostly volunteer like they they work at other studios and like victoria tran um she is yeah. the among us cm Her and she is just she's amazing um follow her i, I, re I religiously read her newsletter um becoming a community manager but um yeah that wholesome direct during summer game fest was the absolute bomb like i had to write about it and it was hard to only pick five games but i was like i gotta tell these people about some of these games and it was just yeah it was just one of those experiences and it was like i want to cover more indie games them and thunderful have become like two must-see of the uh of showcases like, like Thunderful also showed off so many cool things. And whenever Nintendo, like I'm almost less into the Nintendo directs now, but give me a Nintendo indie world and I am there. Yeah, you just need to farm some more and some crap some more. <laughs> and you know what? That's fun, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we won't talk about my better Minecraft obsession, but you know. Hey, Minecraft is really reacting. I just need to get I I just need to I need everybody to uh to um talk or listen to the good words of our savior Slime Rancher <laughs> and Slime Rancher 2 because you you don't know you don't you got you don't know you need to know you need to know about the power of the slime it's it's so good it's such a good game play Slime Rancher too many games to play, man. I'll add it to my no. list. More backlog. Need yes. more backlog. Wait, have I ever shown you guys my backlog tracker by any chance? You have a tracker? Oh, no. Let's say that's a whole that's a topic it. for a whole other show, all right? Editorial for the website. <laughs> Seems like a piece of feature content to me. Indeed. Uh, no, absolutely. But here's a little preview. I just put it in general. Oh just... God! And where to find that in gaming access? Wait, I'll, wait. I'll look at it when I get a chance. All right, that's gonna get shared in the show notes because it makes me want to cry. 
Okay, that's not a bad list. I, I thought there would be more. Makes me try every day. But they're all big games. Oh, so anyways, events for 2022, huh? <laughs> oh, I... like, there's no way we're staying on topic ever. Nope. I'm so sorry. But I think for me, for 2022, it's, it's, the, it's the show that I watched over and over again after the fact. It was the Bethesda Xbox presentation, specifically the Starfield segment. It was <laughs> 25 minutes long, and I swear to God, in the first two weeks, I've watched, I watched it maybe Coming 12 out times. the next de decade. I think it's Sorry? coming out the next decade. I will fight you. It's coming out <laughs> next year. I believe. I believe, okay. But no, that... I, I've been... It's just everything that I want in the game. It's just Skyrim in space. The potential to go to so many different worlds, and I just want it now. Oh God, please! And honestly, the second probably favorite show was probably the Wholesome Direct. I love that show. I just like seeing developers and creatives bringing new ways of playing games or new kind of ideas. It's not just AAA over-the-shoulder narratives or giant open worlds. It's different kinds like, of games you it's know? not like these giant flashing lights either it's exactly you know, it's super chill and it's just like hang out grab a blanket <laughs> yeah the world's not on fire nothing's gonna explode it's like hey you wanna you wanna farm while listening to some lo-fi beats go ahead that's what we're like, here for yeah watch, like... watch our presentation yeah i swear and my blood they... pressure went down 10 points <laughs> yeah, but then they show games like Spirit Fair, and you're like, "Oh no, my emotions—they're gone now." Oh, I played an hour of that game, and oh Jesus, it is. I can only play it in spurts. Yep. It, it like it's it's one of those I can play it for as long as it takes me to uh fair like fair another spirit, and then I emotionally am wrecked, and I'm like, I will put you down and come back to you. It's such oh, a good game, though. God, it's so pretty. I love all the characters. They're so... Oh, it's... <sighs> and then I know I touched on the article I wrote for that wholesome direct. Uh, I talked about a game called Fall of Porcupine, uh, which actually has a demo now on the Xbox, and it's freaking great. <laughs> it's like, the art style is, like, reminiscent of Night in the Woods but like a bit brighter. Oh, it does look nice. I'm just going oh my right God, now. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking so at it right cute. now. And like you play as this doctor and I don't want to say anything more because you get to discover the doctor's personality. And that's kind of what I love about it, but it's from the studio in Germany and I just, I want it. Give it to me. Oh, I love the art. Oh, right, let's want me to read the description. <laughs> Here's a description of this game. New <laughs> jobs can be tense, especially when you're about to become a doctor. Join Finley on an original narrative adventure as you take on your first steps in a fresh and exciting world. Together, experience the last days of summer before a change of season stirs up the sleepy town of Porcupine. Fall of Porcupine Prologue! That was is a 100% free intro episode for the upcoming story adventure, Fall of Porcupine. And there's a bunch more other stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I like the features is like become a doctor, take care of your patients, and the next one is uncover dark secrets. 
<laughs> Hang on, are there? Are there? Uh... I, I knew it was too cute to be true. No achievements. I can't play this game. Yeah, you can. You don't need achievements. To Amanda play is game. not impressed by that. <laughs> Nintendo needs a trophy system. Listen, listen. Uh, okay, calm down. <laughs> two thousand six. No, it was like two thousand ten. But yes. Uh, <laughs> what you got? Your Nintendo coins. The hell is Nintendo coins? Some useless currency. <laughs> From a long ass time ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you like to uh, put stuff in your Nintendo wallet with your, and you buy stuff, you get coins back. It's like Xbox rewards or, uh, or your PlayStation stars, not like PlayStation well, stars PlayStation at all. Stars. Oh my god. <laughs> What's happening? Well, actually, I think I have like five dollars worth of like Nintendo Switch money. That whatever sports story comes out. Um, and then, you know, we already touched on kind of the standout moment of the year, I'd say, would be the industry's unionization moment. Yeah. Um, and like, I have like standout people and I just want to be like, I think it's Phil for me, like Phil Spencer again. <laughs> just because yeah, of the fact Satan. that. Yeah, he's saying all the right stuff. So once this acquisition finally happens, when it does, uh, hopefully when it uh, does, I say hopefully I'm I'm it's I know that there's a lot of naysayers about the corporate uh, um, consolidation, and I understand that. But I feel like when it comes to Activision, it needs better leadership. And I don't think Kotick would leave without extenuating circumstances like the purchase of it. Um, and I feel like for it to land anywhere would be Xboxes. Like, I think they would provide the safest home for it and probably the most positive one. That's just, of course, that's my opinion. Take that with a grain of salt. But um, Phil is saying all the right things. He's walking the walk. So, you know, or he's talking the talk. Now we just need to make sure, you know, when and if it happens that we see what kind of action they take with it and follow through on that. I think I. You want to hear a crazy theory? Always. Okay. Um, I here's a theory. Um, a game theory. No. It that once this acquisition happens, Microsoft will dissolve the Activision brand and retain all the other studios and use them under the Xbox Game Studios brand. So we won't have, say, Activision logos coming up with everything. It'll just be Xbox Game Pass or Xbox Game Studios and then um, Toys for Bob or Blizzard or uh, Sledgehammer or Infinity Ward, etc. I want Vicar or I want Blizzard Albany to be able to go back to Vicarious Visions. Yeah, and maybe they make they let them be able to do that, rename themselves back to where they were, and I I would hope that the only problem I see with that is that the Activision brand itself, like that's such a historic label. But then again, so was NeverSoft, and so was Midway, and so was etc. You know, ad nauseum, all the legacy brands that no longer exist. So. Uh, but yeah, that's my, that's, that's what I think would happen. Am I crazy? You tell me. I don't know. I ask myself in the mirror every day. I have no idea. It's, I, I wasn't asking you. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, hmm. Phil. Do your stuff, like, Phil. We believe yeah. in you. Okay. <laughs> but at the same time, though, Herman Holst is presiding mm -hmm. over quite the quite the moment at PlayStation. Yeah. But I mean, PlayStation's I mean, also, you know, fighting over being able to keep Call of Duty. You mean Jim crying <laughs> Ryan? Yeah. I'm kidding. I I'm like kidding. when it's the a, when the camera is stupid. When the camera at the Game Awards panned over to Phil and to see he was sitting Puzzle by Reggie, over. I texted a friend of mine going, do you think they're, you know, do you think Jim Ryan's a few rows back staring angrily at them? Right. <laughs> or longing like, why can't they talk to me anymore? What Man, did I do? That, what was it like? It was like five years ago or whatever when they were on stage at the Game Awards. And like, you could tell that Jim Ryan was like the most uncomfortable one there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, breathe. Like, it's gaming. Yeah. But I don't know. I get weird vibes from him. Right. Does anyone else have anything to add to our kind of mini 2022 wrap up? I think for me, like, there's of course a lot of specific people like, like Phil Spencer that you can attribute to all the crazy things that have happened this past year or notable things. But my shout outs to all the devs that actually put together these incredible experiences, narrative designers, writers, producers, QA. Like this is like my own personal first year in the gaming industry and just seeing it on this other side has given me a massive new amounts of appreciation for all the people that actually put these games together. And Absolutely. especially after yeah. COVID and Absolutely. actually during COVID, COVID yeah. still really happening. Yeah. And people were able to ship these massive games incredible experiences things that no other mediums really do it for me anymore other than gaming so shout out to anyone who makes all these incredible games for us indies triple a titles whether we're critical about games or not and even with my own criticism about god of war ragnarok it's still an incredible feat to create something like this or any other game so thank you everyone who works on these games yeah you're here Hell yeah, well said. Yeah, making games is hard. So oh, yeah. let it never be said that ever take any of that away. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, well said, Robin. Thank you. I feel like that's a great place to end that segment on, actually. Um, mm -hmm. That's where I'm going to call it. And even though we could stay here all night and talk about it. <laughs> Uh, let us know, you know, who's your gaming person or people of the year. Um, we'd love to hear what you think. And so in a moment, we'll be back to wrap things up. And don't you dare mention the Bill Clinton kid. I will fight you in the street. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us tonight. If you've made it through to the end of this, I not only salute you, I salute you three times. <laughs> uh, if you I don't, you're in, welcome. <laughs> if you've tuned in, you know, after we took our little hiatus there, we appreciate you more than ever. Uh, between families, schools, jobs and other stuff, life was chaotic and 
but we're happy to be back. And we're looking forward to our next episode where we will hopefully, you know, I say hopefully, uh, spend some time covering kind of the first chunk of 2023 and what we're excited for. And as well as diving into some more news. And on behalf of all of us here at Patch Notes, I'm going to uh, turn it over to my guests, so or to my fellow co-hosts, uh, so they can talk about where to find themselves or where to, where you can find them online. You guys, it has been so long since I've been awake this late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Nick, uh, aka Anthrometal. You can Google Anthrometal and find me. Um, on i was gonna say twitter but you know that's a hellscape you, you can find me on twitter still i'll still be there as the playing as the ship goes down uh but also i think i'm trying out hive and mastodon same username youtube everything so yeah i'm robin i you can find me as specter robin pretty much everywhere else too on twitter on hive instagram uh tiktok but honestly i'm just there to look at um food videos that's about it and yeah um if you play final fantasy 14 find me in goblin i'm usually chilling in ulda that's about it and i am chulak you can find me in twitter youtube twitch hive and mastodon all as chulak c-h-e-w-l-o-k and in twin instagram you can find me as knv4gaming Right, and we will have all of that in the show notes. And yeah, like I was saying, on behalf of all of us here, uh, oh, where do we find you? Oh, fuck me! <laughs> the R-rated version of this podcast, Amanda, can be found at the Starbuck eighty six X everywhere. You know what's terrible is that this is not the first time I have forgotten to pitch myself. <laughs> oh my god that's, that's true <laughs> but you know that's at right. least i didn't break in and cut off uh chewy this time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot about that oh that's i funny. haven't because it lives in my brain because i failed as a host oh my god and i keep failing anyway um the starbuck 86x i have actually just revamped my website so if there are if anyone in the industry is listening and um, is still like, who wants to hire this crazy person? You can go to the Starbuck86x.com. Woo. All right. And we're going to wish you a happy holidays. Stay awesome out there. If you're in the upper Midwest or I believe the Northeast is also going to get socked with some cold weather. Stay warm. And yeah, we will catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Play some video games. Woo! Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye, bye. Final Fantasy XIV. It has a trial. Play games. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>